Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 131 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We are sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, that's website design, Google Ads, graphic design, printing, absolutely anything we can help. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. You can request a free review of your online presence today. My name is Milton Campus. I'm at Brown Belt Training out of South Florida. We've got Bo and Christian behind the camera. Say hello, Woo. guys. Hello. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, download, share, click that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate all the support. We just hit 10,000 followers on IG, so we're super happy. Woo-hoo. Yes. All right. Uh, joining us today is uh, owner of John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. We got John Way, and we got coaches Maurice and David. Hang What's on, guys. Nice. We're going to... Uh, we're going to uh, do a couple of quick shout-outs, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll chat. So thank you to our friends over at Flow and Roll. Hands down, the best custom gi and no-gi gear in the business. Don't believe us? Visit them on Instagram at flow underscore and underscore roll. Check out all the custom designs they do for academies across the country. Uh, you can find our podcast here there. We've got a no-gi kit. We've got a second no-gi kit coming. Uh, you can check them out uh, at flowandroll.com. You get 20% off your online order with code JJD. And they also have a really cool pre-order program. So like a small gym that's just getting started, a couple of bucks, a few hundred dollars out of pocket. They'll design all your stuff, but then actually like take the orders and ship them to your to your students. So like a little guy that doesn't have a lot of, can't lay out five, ten grand for everything he needs, his geese, his no gear, they'll do a pre-order. He'll take the money, put it towards the order, give you the profits, ship directly to your students. So it's a really cool program. Uh, we've also got Leo Optics. Um, I should probably have my sunglasses. Sorry, Leo Optics. Where my glasses? Ah, there we go. Don't need the Tic Tacs. Aha. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Different pair today. I forgot the name of this one. Bamboo sunglasses. I love these guys. I've always got a pair in the in the car, in uh, in my bag. Uh, companies inspired and uh, specialize in like you know the jujitsu lifestyle. They have bamboo sunglasses. They have other types as well, but I like the little... I like that. Right? You know, for the black belt. I'm not a black belt yet. <laughs> he, I did get, you know, a bunch, uh, bunch uh, sent can to I us when we first on? started. Absolutely. Um, they'll actually do your rank. They'll put your belt rank on that little stripe that if, uh, if you want. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so check them out at leooptics.com and use code JJD for 10% off. They're really cool. And uh, the guys over there have been uh, great to us. Thank you very much to Bioprotein Technology. This is, uh, I, I'm going to say it in the more general way, right? This stuff is going to help you with anti-aging, metabolism, libido, your immune system, skin, cognition, and then you've got the core to sleep that you take at night that's going to help you with sleep and stress. So all of this, no needles, it's a little vial. You put it under your tongue, hold it for 90 seconds, swallow, go, go about your day. You know, you know, guys. I think know, I, I think you know, I need that. Hold it in your mouth for ninety seconds. <laughs> I need the whole box. <laughs> no side effects. Uh, it's been great. I take this. Um, I actually started out taking like a testosterone booster, just like an over-the-counter thing. I was taking Astroflave. Uh, I was a little worried. I was like, oh, but I'm taking something already. He's like, no, 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 no. This is more like a. a this is a a bioidentical alternative to human growth hormones. So like, you know, yeah. it's. You know, it's getting your body to, to produce this stuff rather than, like, you know, shooting something, right? right. So um, he's just like, no, 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 no. Take you your feel, testosterone you booster. You feel Absol- different? That's straight up. I was taking the Astroflave, and I started to see a little difference, right? Definitely, like, the libido picked up. I was like, okay, no, this is good. <laughs> I like this. And about two weeks into this, I swear to God, I've said this on the show, so I'm not even joking. I was like a walking boner. I was just like, 
waking up in the morning, I was just like, <laughs> these guys I, are getting I, excited. Yeah, I felt, I felt like I was in my teens again, man. It was just like, holy shit. And then I've legitimately been just like, you know, there's a little part of me that's always like, is it, is it just my mind? That's like saying, oh, you're taking this up. But I would go to the gym and I would feel, I was working out harder. I was doing like, I've just always been doing the same weight. So I started like doing heavier weights and I'm almost like, oh man. So I don't care what it is. I'm going to be taking this stuff because I just feel better. And again, the libido was the big thing for me. I just turned 50. So I'm like, you know, Jeez, yeah, things change, you know, 50, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I just did a good, no gray. No, I got rid of the, I usually have a little gray. So it usually ages me a little bit, but I love this stuff. Check them out at bio, bioproteintech.com. You get $30 off with code JJD and you can buy the kits. So you're getting the $30 off on kits totaling $300 or more. So usually you want to get these two together again. I take it every day. I'm religious about it and it just makes me feel great. So. What's the supply on that? Now, now uh, I'm it's, interested. A, it's a 30 day supply. Yeah, actually, okay. I don't have the vials in here. These are, I use these. So it actually comes like that. Right? It's a 30 day. Right? It would have a little vial. Take it out. You can actually, I still have it set, but I'm just so religious about it that I don't have to worry about it. But you can go online and then it sends you a reminder every morning and every night to, to you know, to take your vial. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just like, I just keep, now I honestly, because I would like, every, even with the text, I would miss every once in a while. So I just leave them out on the kitchen counter now, you know, and, and I it. just, it's just like right they're, there. They're I can't one thing it. they can take on special nights. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like well, on Saturday nights. I don't, I don't, th <laughs> I thought you were going to say like before a fight or something. No, no. It's not like that. You're not taking it and you're like, ah, I think like the consistency of it is, is right. just a good thing. But uh, yeah, definitely the combination of the two. You know, in my world, I don't know about you guys, but like um, pretty much anybody over 40 at my academy, I would say the majority of people are doing TRT now. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it, it's just the thing. And I'm scared to do that. Mm. Um, I did do, I put stuff in my body in my 30s and I wound up having a heart attack in my 40s. And I definitely think that was a contributing factor. Wow. So I even like, I've told the story, had the heart attack, go to the hospital. Like I wasn't on the ground, right? It was just like pain and like what's going on and the arm, your arms hurt. It's not just one side, both of my arms hurt. That's a, like a, a misconception. Um, and when I went in, they go, they bring you right in to get the, to the, they put you on the table to see if they've mm -hmm. got to put in stents and open up your arteries. And the only question that the doctor asked me was, she looked at me, just looked down at me and said, have you done steroids? And I said, yes. That was it. That was the only question she asked me. No other questions. And then they're putting, they don't put you completely under. They kind of make you really super groggy. So you can actually see she's going in, they go in through the leg, the, the artery right, in the right. leg, and then they go into the heart. And you could see it on the screen. So you can see the thing going in and oh, she's guiding. So you're like coming in and out and you look like this snake is like going around your heart. It's really strange. But um, yeah, it was, I felt like, uh, like that was a, an incredibly, con a, a big contributing factor to me having the heart attack, especially when she said that. And, um, yeah, I've just been super scared to put any, I was even scared to do this stuff. And then I've done it and I was just like, this is all, you know, kind of, um, it, it, this doesn't scare me like, right, you know, injecting right. myself with something. Yeah. And again, you know, you're, this is this stuff. And even the astroflave that I take, they're making your body create this stuff. Like this is, this is not human growth hormone, right? This mm -hmm. is helping you, your body create human growth hormone. And the astroflave is, is helping your body create testosterone. So I'm okay with that versus like injecting myself with not not 
I don't know if anybody's doing it. You're looking big, you know. I'm all natural, but stuff yeah. like that, like it, it interests me because you yeah. know technology's there nowadays. Yeah. And uh, they, they get better and better, and you know, definitely. You know, I'm tired. You know, I'm yeah. in my fifties, and yeah. you, you know this, right? Yeah. You walk on the mat, uh, you get warmed up, and I, I feel 21. And then as soon as I walk <laughs> off, like magically, yeah. I go back to uh, 58. Yeah, like oh, it's like oh, what did I That's do? Right. So I, I have been reading a lot and talking to other uh, BJJ practitioners what they take. Yeah, and uh, I, I like what I hear. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm I honestly would not. I, I'm like so against putting anything into my body. Forget about shooting it. So for me to do this was like a big step. Um, I did talk to my doctor about doing the testosterone replacement. She said, you can do it. And I got the okay. And like, I went to a place to get the actual TRT injections. Right. And I just, I was just like, I, I don't feel comfortable. I just don't. My big thing is never about starting something. It's about it ending. Mm. When, what happens when I stop taking this? Like yeah. and nobody really talks to you about that part. Right. And there was also like a line that you had to sign off on that basically said, <laughs> like, we don't know the effects like we would only know the effects of this after 15 years and this is so new, right? So it was like signing off, like you're gonna, you know, you're great now, but we yeah. have no clue what it's gonna do to you down the road. And that's exactly what happened to me before. I put stuff in my body and 10 years later, um, now, I'm, now I'm having like, you know, yeah. think my, feeling just... shitty and then having a heart attack and so on. So for me, again, it was just like, it was a big step to take anything, but you know, Morning Woods, nice. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you're, you know, again, at once you, when you're 50 and you're, you know, you're like, shit, what's changed, you know, and it's, I, I feel like it reset the clock a little bit, so. Perfect. But, uh, okay, enough about bioprotein. Well, we're already talking, so welcome, guys. So why don't you introduce yourself, tell, you know, give, like, name, rank, serial number, you know, we'll just go down everybody real quick. What's up, guys? My name is David Camacho. I'm one of the instructors at John Way Martial Arts, also one of the competitors as well. So you actually, you're blue belt? And yes, yeah, I'm a blue belt, but probably a little higher level, right? Because you you're doing a lot of like jujitsu for MMA, grappling for MMA as well, right? If you talk to my you're not the normal blue belt, right? I mean, if you talk to my coach Eric Morrell, he still thinks I'm a white belt. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'd like to say I'm a, I'm a higher level blue belt. Okay, know? and then you you've recently gone pro. Well, yeah, right? yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little bit ago. more. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Same thing, Maurice. Go ahead and introduce. Yes, yourself. my name is Maurice. Um, I'm one of the instructors as well. Just turned pro recently. Um, I'm a brown belt in jujitsu, and um, and also I'm a black belt in kung fu as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually saw a picture when I was kind of looking uh, looking at your stuff. Yeah. You were like a, a picture of the two of you, and you were like a little guy, a little young yeah, buck. So I, I've been with him since I was eight. Really? Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 26. Oh wow, Jesus. That makes, me, <laughs> that makes me old. That should make you feel good, man. I That's need like, that stuff over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take this box. So. <laughs> and go ahead, John. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name is John Way. Um, I'm a black belt under Carlson Gracie Miami, Professor Buyu. Uh, I've been training uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for many years. Uh, my background is Kung Fu and Wing Chun. And I've done striking, and I just love martial arts. Okay, we have Buyu on uh, too. Before yes. he moved, is he still out? And did he move to Colorado? Was yeah, it? he moved to uh, Colorado. He opened up a uh, Ghost Squad Castle Rock in Colorado. Okay, and they're doing awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's actually been in town for the last two weeks. He oh, yeah? uh, he was at the IBJJ over the weekend okay. with the team. Uh, he has a belt ceremony this weekend, so he's got uh -huh. a lot going on. Very, okay. very busy, and uh, 
Uh, he's a great instructor and just a good influencer and for everyone. You just got your jiu-jitsu black belt last year? Is it um, this year, 2022, 2023? No, that was a couple years ago. Oh, was it a couple <laughs> years ago? Oh, it? oh sorry. But who's counting? No. Yeah, no. Um, how, how long? It's been two years? Uh, yeah, it's about two, two years. Oh, okay. I think so. Time flies. Right. So. Yeah. I thought it was last year. That felt very suitable right? recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So welcome, everybody. Thank you for coming out. We've had John on a few times and uh, wanted to, I'm uh, kind of doing this thing now that we're a little bit more local, trying to bring on not only maybe previous guests, but coaches in there, you know, and their team and their their guys and stuff. So so thank you for doing this. I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you for so, having us. So, you know, I, I, I watch your stuff a lot and I see you guys are like super, super active in like the community. I saw you guys like did an event the other day. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys do out there in Plantation, because it's not just jujitsu, right? Well, let, let's start with the academy. Tell everybody the different things that you're teaching at your academy, the different disciplines. Well, w one thing, we, we regard our academy as a community-based business. I think it's so important to get out in our local community. We've been in Plantation for 26 years, and, and time really flies. Um, and I'm so fortunate to have guys like Maurice, David, and my team that works with all the people that come in here. Uh, and in our academy, we do. We have multiple disciplines, and we teach Muay Thai, Kung Fu, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, MMA, and, um, and kickboxing. Okay. And what happens is that we have a, a whole team of instructors, but we all cross-train. And then that's, I think, the beauty of it is that not one of us are specialized in striking or one of us just a uh, BJJ. We all cross-train striking, wrestling, and also jiu-jitsu. Okay. So, and it, it's great. You know, we're, we do a lot of events in our local community. We try to get out there and just really talk to people. And um, we, if we just want people to think that, hey, listen, if I'm thinking about trying martial arts and you're in plantation, that we're the number one in that community. Yeah. Again, you've been with John for a really long time, so yeah. you are Kung Fu? Kung Fu, yeah. And then, uh, like, I, I'm not sure, how does Kung Fu work with, like, uh, I know that there's usually, a, I don't want to misquote it, like, what is it, like, kind of like a sash? What would you yeah, call so that? Yeah, so Kung Fu has sash, similar awesome. to belt. Okay. And every, there's there's hundreds of different styles of Kung Fu, and they pretty much have their own type of ranking. Okay. And... <clears throat> That's one thing I like about BJJ is pretty standardized. So, mm -hmm. you know, when somebody walks in and, and they're a blue belt or purple belt, as soon as you roll with them or even just train with them, you can kind of understand. Know yeah, you know is, where yeah. they're at. Where the Kung Fu, it's every instructor, every style or every Kung Fu family has their own structure. Okay. So, All right. But, you know, what Maurice is not telling you is in addition to training with me, his dad's also a Sifu. So that's, okay. where, they, yeah. that's where him and his brother okay. Daniel started training first okay. and his dad's you know a uh, 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 excellent martial artist and trains from a very good lineage yeah so something he didn't tell you yet. yeah so i started with him when i was four like as soon as okay. i okay because um my dad used to live in uh, new york okay so where, uh, where? Uh, in brooklyn okay all right yeah, so he would go to chinatown to do like some classes and you know i was a kid so he's like either you stay at home or you come with me and i was like oh i'll come sure. with you um and every single day the 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 seafood there, he used to have a staff. He let me play around with it when I, when I was a kid. So um, I told my dad, like, oh, can I, can I start? Can I start? And then finally, when I got old enough, he was like, yeah, we'll go ahead and start. And I trained with him from, like, four. Well, I trained with him pretty much my whole life. I still train with him, like, every once in a while. Does he have his own academy as well? Um, he or? used to. Um, okay. Now he kind of just does, like, private lessons. Uh, okay. He's a little bit more. Now he's a little bit older. He kind of does a little more Tai Chi than anything else. Okay. But, um, yeah, when I turned around eight, uh, I was seeing him, like, pretty much, like, every other weekend. And actually, I bumped with these guys at Art in the Park. So Art in the Park is the community event that we do um, every year. 
And me and my dad were growing up and we thought we were so cool. You know, it was me, my brother, my dad, and like two other students. And then Sifu came up with like a group of 30. Okay. And we're like, oh crap. Like, who are these guys? <laughs> you know, so that was the first time we actually saw them was Art in the Park, like almost like 2007. Yeah. And um, there's a girl in my school named Laura. She actually went to the school and she told me, she was like, hey, if you're looking for another school, why don't you check these guys out? And the first class we did, we played dodgeball. And I was like, this place is awesome. <laughs> That's how we rope it in, dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did a warm up and we played dodgeball. And my dad was like, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, now I, I stayed and I, I loved yeah. it ever since, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And David, what about you? How long have you been with John? So I think five years going to six now, you know, yeah. um, and the one thing is I'm like <clears throat> Daniel Moe or an, another one of our guys, Matthew, who's been with him since they were like eight years old. I'm one of the newer guys. Uh, and John actually found me working at a Mexican restaurant that he'd go to and he'd go eat there every once in a while. And I saw he was wearing MMA shorts one day. So I asked him, I'm like, oh, do you train? Like, where do you train? And just asking him some questions. And he told me, yeah, I actually own a school. And if you ever want to check it out, we're doing like a little trial. Come take some classes. And ever since then, you know, yeah, exactly. He was, he, he <laughs> gotcha. reeled me in, you know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really awesome story. And it's, um, it's something that I always love telling, you know. You mentioned, you, do you have a brother that trains as well? Yeah, I have a brother that trains as well. Yeah. Older, younger? Uh, younger brother. Uh, younger brother? Yeah. How old is he? He is twenty-four. So he's twenty-five. He's okay. younger than I am. Right. And he trains as well. It, yeah, he's is, a, is he fighting also? Yeah, is he, he actually fights next weekend in Fort yeah. Pierce. Okay, for combat. Yeah. First, I, I gotta say, you gotta let me know. I know there's so much social media, and I should know, and I follow these pages. You gotta let me know when you guys are fighting locally. Okay. I'd love to come. For sure. I think when, when did we see each other? When we you had fighters, the one that we took some pictures. Roberta was there. Oh yeah, my wife. The, the World Combat um, XFN at, at, at the the Coral Springs Community. What is that? Yeah. Community Center or yeah. Art Center, whatever. The yeah. Performing Arts Center. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just definitely got to tell me. But you, uh, your brother fights as well. Is he pro? Yeah, he's pro as well. So, yeah, so okay. he'll be fighting next weekend. So okay. still, uh, last part of camp, making sure he doesn't get hurt and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. all yeah. right. We try to bring him on, but he, you know he's cutting weight. Okay. He's in his last week of training. Moody. Yeah. No, I, I didn't say that, but, but yeah, he's always moody. moody. I'll say that. I, I'm definitely the nice service too. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, he's fighting in uh, next weekend for a combat night. We're going up to a okay. Fort Pierce, so we're pretty excited about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm local. Tell me about the local. Uh, like real local. <laughs> oh, for where Fort Pierce is where? How far? Hour and a half. Hour and a half, and half out yeah. west. Well, you live in Coral Springs, so that was like Springs. that was like date night for you that night. Yeah, right? that was like we could have walked there. Oh. <laughs> it was right off the road. So what what made you guys? I'll, I'll start with Maurice. What made you even think about stepping in the ring and and you know what were the what was your thinking when you first started taking your amateur fights? So um, for me, growing up, I kind of always knew I wanted to do something in martial arts. I didn't yeah. know what it was. Um, yeah. At first, I wanted to be like a martial arts like action star, like Jackie yeah. Chan or something like that. Um, but I can't. Really, young and these are Jackie Chan's. Like we would say, like Bruce Lee, right? Yeah, know, exactly. All the generation. They, right? they don't even know who Bruce Lee is. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, they, they do. I, was like, I have every single Bruce Lee, uh, even on DVD and like on like tape and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. But um, I wanted to be a martial arts action star. Realized I couldn't act, so I was like, I gotta find something else. <laughs> uh, I had you to find be something Bruce else. Leroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so what happened was actually I was watching Spike TV and I saw my first UFC fight was actually Anderson Silva versus Chris Lieben. Okay. Um, and you know, you know, Chris Lieben's like tattooed guy, red hair, just looks super tough. And Anderson was this, you know, tall, skinnier guy, and I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be tough. And um, as everyone knows, Anderson Silva finished that fight pretty easily, and I was like. 
maybe I'll try this out. So, you know, we used to do a tournament every year in Orlando, and I tried fighting there a couple of times, did terrible the first couple of years, but I think a part of it was like losing was really good for me because I wanted to, I wanted to figure it out. You know, I wanted yeah. to just lose and be like, okay, I quit. I wanted to figure it out. And the more I did it, the more I did it, and the better I got, I was like, you know, I'm going to stick with this. And then years later, I ended up getting offered a first MMA fight. Long story short, it was a kickboxing fight at first. And they were like, hey, you want to do MMA instead? And I was like, yeah, I do jiu-jitsu. I strike a little bit. Why not? And I did my first fight for like the UFC. And I was like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm hooked yeah. on this. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, David? So um, I just always had a competitive nature. So growing up, I've competed in swimming, other things, uh, several sports. I was actually really big into bodybuilding before I ever ran into John or ever trained martial arts. And I had a pretty severe scapular injury where it didn't allow me to keep competing in that sport. And that's around the time that I ran into John, started training. And I love the idea of just being able to, to train and do, do my thing. Um, and, and the idea of applying the skill set of what we were learning in class into a live scenario was something that I was always, uh, I was always interested in. And I was really motivated by seeing Mo and Daniel, because again, I've always known since I got there that they've been training under John since they were a certain age, they've been training with their dad. So I always, uh, I always looked up to the idea of being able to kind of be like them in that sense, you know? Yeah. And so the idea was just to, just to try something new and, uh, keep that competitive nature going. You, is this the full-time job for you guys, like co MMA, martial arts, MMA coaching, yeah. and then training as yeah, well? Yeah, full-time, yeah. There's yeah. no, like, I deliver pizza, I drive an Uber <laughs> at night, none of that? You just no. This is, no, a, this this is the yeah. focus? That's the beautiful thing That's about good. it, man. You know, you run into so many guys that they have that full-time job, you yeah. know, working as a mechanic, doing something else, but we have yeah. the privilege of being able to... Uh, to, to learn what we teach and, and just vice versa, you know. It, what What's the goal? Is Do you want to be in the UFC? Like, what what's the goal for each of you? Is it, you know, for me like, personally, um, you know, while I'm young now, definitely, like, take it all the way to UFC or one championship, any of those promotions. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I do want to own a school as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. S yeah. Same for me, you know. Um, at the start, it's just seeing... I just really enjoyed it, the the aspect of it, the idea of competing and just seeing where it goes, where it can take me. And uh, nowadays, you know, with how everything works in regards to like social media and your ability to kind of build a profile, uh, I know it's it's going to be an opportunity for me to build something, you know, outside afterwards. Okay. Um, you know, so seeing where I can take it, you know, how far I how far I can go in the fight game. Preference, preference, like what? Like I know there's so many organizations now. I'm becoming more of a fan of of not more than UFC, but I've really discovered one championship now. Yeah. yeah. I want to say one's uh, awesome. Loving, yeah. loving the grappling stuff that they're doing. Like I, I was for, for years, I was just like, yeah, you know, we're never going to build this huge audience with jujitsu because it's not a sport where, um, you know, just the, the casual viewer that likes martial arts yeah. or, or likes the UFC, right? You can have a casual, never stepped in the ring, never trained anything UFC person, right? That loves the UFC, but never trained anything versus you don't have that same audience with jujitsu, right? Yeah, it's you have to like, be in the sport to like Yeah, it, right? like yeah. You, you don't go to these local tournaments. It's just like it's full of people that have never trained. Like you got, you have to understand it, know it, and that probably means that you've trained it. So I've been falling in love with this whole one, the 1FC concept and just the different, you know, Grappling match, you know, then Muay Thai and kickboxing, and yeah. this one's with the gloves. This is with the MMA gloves. Like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. I'm loving. It. If you had a preference, if you could choose, if they were all in front of you right now, let's say, you know, Bellator, PL, uh, PFL. Be careful. Uh, <laughs> one, I mean, what what is your? Do you have a preference on kind of like the way the organizations are run? 
Uh, so if you ask me, my, my answer is always going to change, but if you yeah. ask me right now, I actually like one a lot. Yeah. And I like it for a couple of reasons, um, purely for the reason that I think like UFC kind of is turning a little bit WWE-ish, mm. considering they also just had a big merger too. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will have guys like, for example, Cheeto Veras fighting Sean O'Malley, okay. right? He lost to a, a contender higher than him and that guy's not getting a title shot. So it's like, yeah. sometimes you just get like popularity stuff. Whereas mm. one championship, I do feel like they're a little bit more of a sport, meaning that if you're a number one, you're gonna fight for the title. If you're number yeah. two, like they do it a little bit better with that. And I also kind of like just the whole vibe there, how they're very like martial, martial arts culture and stuff like yeah. that. And um, who wouldn't want to travel to Asia to fight? You know, it'd be yeah. awesome. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this exact fact, but I believe like the way that they talk about it is all of their like they don't they don't like have like oh this guy might like guys on the come up like these are all like. I don't want to say world champions, but champions in, in like maybe their countries, like they're very high level mm. on wherever they train. Yeah. So it's not like Dana White Contender Series or the Ultimate Fighter House. And then like you get a shot and then you're coming up and fighting. Right. It's like they say it's like these are all champions in, in their disciplines. Yeah. They were champions in other places, even if it was like a lower level organization. Am, am I wrong? Do you guys know? Yeah. Right? It's, they do a lot, especially yeah. with the Muay Thai, because you gotta imagine a yeah. lot of these guys have like crazy high accolades in like Thailand, all internationally. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get to one, they're super established. They already have like hundreds of more fights. Yeah. And you know, so they're already super established before they even get into one championship. Yeah. 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 yeah same, Preference? Same, same deal. I like what Mo said. I like the idea of how they really put an emphasis into the, the humility aspect of it, of respecting each other as martial artists. I feel the same way about the UFC and how they're doing things. It's very, uh, you know, just kind of, there's like this showmanship where there's a lack of respect or the lack of, um, you know, acknowledgement in a fighter to get a, an opportunity for a title fight, like someone like Bilal Muhammad, you know, who has been deserving of a title shot for such a long time. And um, on top of that, I like how they do the hydration tests at one. So mm -hmm. guys in the UFC, man, some of these guys are cutting 18, 20 pounds two days prior, you know, which is insane. And I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to, you know, uh, put my body my body under that type of stress so i like the idea of having like this hydration protocol to know that you're fighting at a more natural weight yeah um and also you know the these uh these competitors out in asia they, they tend to be smaller individuals so you could say that the competition over there for the smaller weight classes like myself like the 125ers yeah. the 35ers the the competition could be a little bit higher in comparison to what you get at the ufc you know so yeah, i mean this that's a big reason why they like I don't want to say they traded him, but it felt like I think almost like a trade when uh, when Demetrius Johnson went yeah, over to yeah. the NFC. Like they kind of like kind of let him out of his contract, whatever that was. But I, th I think we might have taken in a fighter or two. We took I, uh, Ben Askren. Okay, right, <laughs> yeah. worst right, trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right, there was yeah. So it was kind of like it, he was great there. I was, ac I was actually having a conversation about like uh, you know pound for pound. Mm. I think Demetrius Johnson's my pound for pound for pound yeah ever same i think he's just got it everywhere right mm. he understands everything and that flying on board he did and what's going what who the hell is this I, you know uh back in the, when he was in the ufc so i i think he's my pound for pound do you have like a pound a pound for pound favorite or do you have just a favorite fighter that you uh so for me you know it goes demetrius johnson um i'm gonna have to go with gsp though yeah he's yeah. up there as well yeah i yeah. mean gsp the only guys who really beat him he beat them like 10 times worse yeah um he went up a weight class and still won after being off for a long time so i think gsp yeah. for me is my pound for pound what about you 
for me, you know, once you get into the game, like you start to analyze how technical of uh, how these guys are. So, you know, now being a little bit more of an experienced martial artist, I would say it would be Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Um, but when I first, like, before I ever got into fighting, like, when I was a little kid, I remember watching Anderson Silva knock out Forrest Griffin. And, you know, that little, you, we've seen the knockout where he kind of takes that step back and just touches him with a jab yeah, and yeah. drops him. Yeah. And to me, that seemed like a kung fu movie. Like, I've never yeah. thought I'd be able to witness something like that. So there's something about the expression of a fighter's character in the ring, like, and that, for me, has to be... Anderson Silva since day one, you know, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember but there was a um, MTV show that was like day in the life of like different mm. athletes <laughs> well unfortunately yeah, on MTV really? yeah, yeah. I remember bully beatdown is the only one Bobby Green was on that show Oh, was he really? He really was, yeah. yeah. But there was another one. There was another one that was like the day in the life of like an athlete, and they chose Forrest Griffin leading up to the Anderson Silva fight. Really? Okay. Um, and, you know, it was the weirdest episode ever because they, you know, they lead up to it, and they show the shot of the fight and the locker room after, and that was tough. Yeah. Because, you know, he didn't land, a, he barely landed a punch. It wasn't close. It wasn't competitive. So uh, one of the weirdest endings to one of those episodes I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't I don't remember that show. I don't I'm, It's always weird to hear, like, all the stuff that was on MTV that's like non-music related, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and they put in music to make it, I guess, to cross over. But yeah, yeah I, I don't remember that show. I don't, I don't know how long that yeah. was on. But Bully Beatdown, I remember that one because I used to watch it all the time. Bully Beatdown yeah. was great. But my but, kids used to be into Bully Beatdown. Yeah. Like my girls would be like, hey, there's a new episode yeah. out. Let's watch it. I love the underdog. I love an underdog story. Like, uh, you yeah. know, I, I could... Like uh, I was watching the fight, like watch a, a full one card and mm -hmm. then the, the fight night last week at uh, uh on a saturday night we watched the the replay of one fc okay. uh with my pops who's now into it he was just into boxing he thought he hated mma and now i've gotten oh, him nice. into it yeah he's watching everything he even watches the wwe which i'm like yeah. what are you doing he's watching it for the girls in the bikinis <laughs> uh, so so then um uh then we watched the the, the fight night card and uh I, I I do, you know, you see the difference between, like, the call-outs. Like, I don't like that somebody just gets a fight because they've called somebody out. Yeah. Or, like, I would say, like, I think Sean Strickland has a belt now. But do we, do like, how, do you know how he got famous? Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs, and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy Signature Tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of T-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. Do you remember how he got famous? Overall, no. What, what part? That he was this. There was a video of him sparring with Orlando. Uh, what was uh, oh, Orlando? That the guy that just yes. died. That guy that died. What's his? He, what's uh, his? Guy, right? What's his guy. full name? Orlando. Uh, Spanish name. Orlando yeah, yeah, yeah. Cruz. Something. I don't know. Like, Orlando, yeah. uh, I, I forget his last name. I'm sorry. Um, he. They were sparring. They were not. They were. Uh, they were just grappling. And he caught Strickland's. He did one of these. Yeah. And he caught his wrist. And Strickland had a fight coming up. And then he. He got pissed off and he kicked him and it like like got into like a fight. Yeah, that's what he was. He was in the UFC, but that's what 
got him like a little that, bit more known, yeah, like insta famous. Wow. And yeah. then it was just like all of a sudden it, he was like everywhere, and it was like everybody was looking at that. And then that that gave him that that sounding board to say all the crazy shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not the biggest fan of like the guys that 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 just talk, but. I definitely like I don't have a lot of fighters that I don't like. So usually like when I'm watching something, I could go back and forth like the guy that's the underdog at any given minute. I'm like, oh come that's on. Like right. I'm you know, I want to see a good fight. I don't have like favorite fighters, right? Yeah. I do have fighters usually that I don't like. Like I'm not a Conor <laughs> yeah. McGregor fan. Like I'm always rooting against him and I always fucking lose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and Strickland's like one of those. I'm just like, oh, somebody just shut this guy up there. I have no clue how he won this belt. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Again, I'm not a big fan, but I feel like, you know, he got, he got, okay, he's got the title, but he got to where he got because he had a big mouth and he just said the wild and crazy shit. And that video was really what blew him up. Now, nobody really knew who he was before that. Again, he was in the UFC, but he wasn't like that, like Insta famous and everybody knew who he was. And yeah. then all of a sudden he st they started like, you know, playing his videos where he's talking and saying this crazy outlandish shit. Yeah. yeah. And then now he's got a freaking belt and he's still doing it. So I, I don't really like, I don't like. The UFC in that regard. I also, you know, I wasn't the biggest, you know, uh, Gordon Ryan fan because of the talking. Yeah. You know, but now I kind of get it. I, I do see that usually he's not the guy that's starting it. He's usually responding to people. Yeah. And then I've also just heard so many people like he's so nice. That's not. He's not like that. Yeah. That I've even said. Uh, he looks so uncomfortable when he's being a dick and he's saying bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like if you really look at his body language, like he's not comfortable doing it. It feels weird. Yeah. Um versus when he's talking about jujitsu yeah. and talking about a move so, or doing an yeah. instructional. So for me personally, I don't mind the smack talk too much yeah. as long as you back it up. So that's why like I know you're, yeah. you're not a big Conor McGregor yeah. fan. But I liked Conor McGregor because whenever he said that he would knock guys out in the first round. So it's like yeah. maybe this guy is who he thinks he is. Yeah. So much to the point where I thought he was gonna be Floyd Mayweather. Because yeah. you know to that point, everything he said, he did. So I was like, you know what? Maybe he will he, be for it. I think he believes himself. Like, he has yeah. a genuine belief that he can do it. But it rubs off of people. It makes you believe in him, too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's freaking crazy. But yeah, but you, you start to think either this guy is completely crazy or he's right. Yeah, he's onto yeah. something. Yeah. He's really he's, he's onto it. How do you feel about, like, the talk? I mean, like, I know, like, especially, like, just martial arts were just taught to be so. What's the What's the right word? Like, Humble. Uh, yeah, humble and like even keeled and like martial arts teaches you how to be calm in any situation. I, uh, we were talking about it last episode. It's that quiet confidence. Like you can walk into every room. I think it usually makes a loud mouth calm down. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Number one, I learned that I don't know what I, these. this guy could be a black belt. That guy could yeah. be a black belt. That guy can box. Like you right. just don't know, but you don't realize that until you start training with a bunch of people who start kicking your ass and you're like, isn't that kind of fucking accountant, right? You know, like, like holy shit, right? So I think it it starts to it starts to mellow you. So how do you feel as a sifu, as an instructor, as a black belt? You know, if you had a student like that that was just like you know talking shit and talking smack. I mean, you've got professional fighters. If they were doing that, how would you feel? Would you deter that? Would you just say, hey, that do you like? How do you feel well, about that? We, we get encountered this a lot. You know, sometimes when we're fighting an opponent. You know, we'll see their footage and they're talking smack at weigh-ins. And these guys know, and we're, we're all pretty much the same because I, I maybe is because our background's traditional martial arts, but we feel that we're, we're going to do our smack talk right in the cage. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's really the best thing. And we encountered this. They go weigh-ins and they're standing in front and the guy's grilling at them, you know, flinching at them. 
we're just gonna smile at them because you better yeah. back you better back it up because we're gonna come after you inside that cage. My favorite videos are the ones where you see a yes, uh, yes. A, a, a face off and and at the weigh ins and the one guy that's super calm, like uh, who's the Jesus? I'm like horrible with names. Um, there was there was the the girl in the UFC who she was doing like she was saying like a a prayer while uh uh, uh Yinjechek yeah, was oh, like yeah, yelling no, at her Rose, Rose Nami Rose Nami yeah. yeah Rose she just she stayed calm and she was like saying a prayer she yeah. was just like saying like a hail mary I think and like she was I think just kind she was of saying under breath I'm, I'm the best that's her so right? she did both so she said okay. I'm the best but she was walking she out, comes into the ring the yeah yeah she, I think she did the prayer at the weigh-ins when right. the face off and Yinjechek mm. was just in her fucking face man and and she wound up beating her. Like that makes me feel so good yeah. about the underdog. Like I feel like, oh, I can relate to being that That's underdog right. yeah. or being bullied or well, something like that. In, in BJJ, we're pretty much the same. Just like you said, you walk yeah. into the room and let's say everybody's in there playing clothes. You don't know who can who's going to smash you on that mat. Yeah, and they smash you and they come off. And, and I think you you know thinking about traditional martial arts and being humble is that in the BJJ community, it's like I met some of the nicest people. Mm -hmm. but they're freaking savages yeah right like they're just they'll come after you on the mat and but and then you walk off they're just the nicest people and i think that's what we resonate with having our background in traditional martial arts mm -hmm. and incorporating you know mma muay thai and, and and bjj into our curriculum yeah I, I i definitely i see that value and you know if i had a kid to put into martial arts i would definitely want them to be in multiple disciplines mm -hmm. right as it like I, I've said this a, a few times. I feel like the future of our world is that MMA is the art, right? Like you can open a school and you're learning a little bit of everything, but you lose that discipline. You lose yeah. the knowledge of the history of that specific art, but you're going in and people are training MMA because they want to learn just all aspects, right? So yeah. you could be, you're learning wrestling, you're learning grappling, mm -hmm. you're learning tip, all different types of martial arts, kickboxing, Muay Thai, right? But that's the discipline, right? So you don't go in and actually learn everything about every one of those. Right. Yeah. You know, it's almost like no gi grapplers who like they don't get belts, right? They're learning right. what they need to learn for the cage yeah. to do an MMA fight. So I feel like there there's value in that if you're somebody who wants to grow. I want to be in the UFC, but I think for for kids, you lose that the discipline, the knowledge of really truly learning the background of the art, right? Like it's like the yeah. history, you know? Yeah, I think like especially when we're talking about kids. Um, there's there's hundreds of different schools, right? Different philosophies, different instructors. And I think it's important, you know, even as parents, like what do you want to gain your kid to gain out of martial arts? If you want them just to be a fighter, you go into yeah. you know, MMA school and that's all you want. But when you're going into like BJJ gyms and some traditional martial arts <clears throat> that cross train like we do, you're gonna you're gonna learn that discipline, how to be humble, yeah, and just <clears throat> how to you know just give a hundred percent in everything you do, and then become a badass too. he meant we're talking about parents how do your how does your family your parents your parents are still with us like how, how do they feel about you fighting like a, they think you're crazy or is it like 100 percent support so my he's already, I, I thought he started to laugh did you start to laugh I, i'm <laughs> laughing because i know he's gonna bring up his mom his okay, mom yeah. listen his mom <laughs> okay so go she's, ahead, go. she's a little different man so i was i was raised in a single parent household and um and my mom's always been very supportive of anything that i wanted to do mm -hmm. again she as a kid you know being in a single parent household she knew that competition was a big key for me to be able to go out there in different sports and put my time into that and hopefully not put my time somewhere else that wouldn't be you know beneficial for me and so at first you know when she when she noticed that i was really wanting to fight she was a little hesitant with the idea but 
she knows that if she's nervous about me competing, it could potentially, you know, mess up my ability to perform. Sure. So every time she, you know, she's she's very supportive of me. And then when you hear, like I hear in the audience, I hear in the crowd, and she's, you know, she ha she has that same killer mentality. And I think I get that from her, you know, her and my grandma specifically. So, you know, she's a, she's a big supporter of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Maurice? Um, just growing up with the martial arts, you know, like uh, forever, you know, my parents are both super into it. Um, my mom definitely doesn't like fighting. You know, she, she usually if we're fighting over here, she's in the back corner somewhere else. I was gonna say, yeah. she, the, she she ringside or never, no, never, no. no. She is the farthest away. I remember she in the building. She's in the building yeah, somewhere. You'll like definitely that. hear her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember um, for my brother's uh, pro debut. You know, I sat next to uh, my girlfriend on one side, my mom on the other side. And um, I lost my mom for like a good half an hour. Like during the fight, I, like, I didn't know where she went. Yeah. yeah. And she was in the back corner of the room by the bar, you know, she was hanging out there. So she, she, she's always supportive, but she yeah. definitely doesn't like. Do you prefer, do you prefer her to be there versus not even being in the building? So, um, is there an added pressure or does it take pressure away or does it give you motivation? When I was younger? Yes. Uh, now the older I get kind of doesn't matter as much because, um, the winner or loss is still going to feel just as bad or good yeah. if they're there or not, you know. So I know they support me either way, but yeah. Prefer prefer to have her in the building? Um, same thing. Like, uh, as, as you get past few fights, it really doesn't matter having her there or not. But a really big thing for me is, you know, so there would be some fights that she wouldn't be able to attend. Uh, but she always gives me a little talk before I leave. You know, before I leave yeah. the house, usually Sifu would take me to the venue. And she stops me. She looks me in the eyes and tells me, hey, listen, no matter what, you give it your all. And you do what you're supposed to do. I'm going to cry, and, David. You made me yeah, cry, bro. No, man, you made me it, cry. I'm getting I'll, a little I'll be honest, here. man. Like, and, I, and I think of those moments. And I'm like, man, the, the day that I don't have my mom to give me that talk, I really yeah. feel like it, it, it will make an impact on my ability to perform. So yeah. for me, it's the, that little talk. Yeah. Not so much whether she's there or not, you know? Yeah. 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 It's funny because when I'm hearing David talk about fighting and his mom, all I think about is the story he tells me during the week before the fight when he's cutting weight and they they both bitch at each other yeah, all week. Man. Freaking with your mom. <laughs> she, yeah. she doesn't understand like how, how hard it is to cut weight. You know, so she's like, all right, can you go walk the dog? I'm like, mom, I have to go downstairs, walk the dog, do this whole lap, come back upstairs. Like, can you can you just walk the dog for me? And she's yeah. like, you know, what's your responsibility, blah, blah, blah. So she gets on me, you know, and, and it's and I obviously I tell Sifu about it. So, you know, she's gotten better with it over time, understanding like how serious it is to cut weight. Yeah. But yeah, you know, being again, being in a single parent household like that, we, we clash heads on a lot of things. You walk around at what? If you weren't fighting, you'd be where? Right now, I'm at 158. Um, but right now, you're, but you're trained. <laughs> you're one, is, that, is that, well, okay, and where do you fight? And I fight at 135. Okay, that's yeah. a lot. That, that, uh, so my weight kind of just jumbles all over the place. I'm probably like anywhere from about 180 to 170-ish, depending on the day, and I fight at 155. Wow, that's a big yeah. cut. But like, lightweight's super weird because... um. It goes from 155 to 170, right? So it's okay. not 10 pounds anymore. So a lot of guys, oh. like I know some guys that I met who cut from 195 yeah. to 55, you know? So I'm not even a big lightweight. I'm pretty on the smaller side, to be honest. Well, you're saying the weight classes, you could be from yeah. 155 to 170? Yeah, so think about it this way, right? Like, so it's a big. I'm like around, like I said, right now I'm like 175-ish, right? So if I were to go a weight class up, I'll be fighting guys with like 200 pounds. That doesn't make sense. Okay. So I have to go down okay. to 155. Whereas, like, when you're 125, 135, 145, the weight classes are a little closer together, so it's a little easier. Okay. Yeah. So, do you, how does your jujitsu play into, into, into your MMA side? How, how, you know, we're the Jiu Jitsu Dummies podcast. Let's talk a little bit about jujitsu. Are you like, 
you know, they say, uh, you know, jujitsu fighter out of yeah. planet. Like, what? What's your discipline? What when they announce you? What's your specialty? I was a little scared at this question, man. Uh, <laughs> jujitsu is actually the the weak point of um of my game of of everything um at the very beginning, you know. And 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 my team realized that that was the one thing that I really needed to bring up. My background I actually wrestled two years in high school. Okay. Um, so I had that background, but I'll be honest, I was so small in high school. I wrestled in the the one hundred three, the one hundred six weight class. And I graduated senior year at like 96 pounds. Jesus. So even up to then, I was I was getting thrown around, man. Like yeah. those two years of wrestling were rough. You know, senior year, I did a little bit better. Um, so even though I had that grappling background and I came and trained with John, you'd think that jujitsu would be a little bit easier for me to understand. Uh, but striking was something that I picked up a lot be uh, quicker. Um, and so for me, you know, now I, I feel very comfortable with my jujitsu and confident with my jujitsu. And every single fight that I take, it, it starts to build, starts to increase. And a huge shout out to one of my teammates, Austin Tadlock, who, you know, ever since he joined the team, he's been helping me out. We've been working together a lot one-on-one, -on -one, and he has really solid jujitsu. And so just being able to pick up some basics and fundamentals from him has really cleaned up my yeah. game. Yeah. Are, are there, I, I wrestled in junior high. I'm, fuck, I remember, I'm 50. I wrestled in junior high. That was way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> easy, easy, easy. It was seventh and eighth grade, and then in ninth grade, I wanted to play football. That was the stupidest move I ever made. I should have. I was a soccer player, and I should have kept on wrestling. Mm. Uh, but like, I there are things that I still carry over, like that. Like when I started jujitsu, it was just like this light came on. Like, oh, I remember being in this position. Is there anything that you've carried over from? from wrestling that you feel like this has really helped me with my, not only my fighting, but my jujitsu specifically? I'd say the competitive mindset that you gain from wrestling, you know, when, um, when we were, when we were in the room, you know, you'd have wrestle offs. So there's several guys that are in your weight class. And if you wanted to be the one to step up on yeah. the mat during a meet, you had to wrestle off your own teammates, you know? And so yeah. there was always that competitive nature, every single practice. And so I think the biggest thing that I got from wrestling was that more so. Yeah. 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 I'm, I've been, uh, and this is, we're, we're big on, my school is, we, we're big on lockdown. I don't know if, you know, the mm -hmm. Felipe, um, big on lockdown, Z-Guard. Um, we do something called the Fold. Uh, and I'm great at the, you know, the offensive attack from mm -hmm. there. Um, and then I started to, like, you know, when I'm on top and somebody's got me in the Z-Guard, I've started using cradles. So, right. So somebody's got me in the lockdown or they like let go of the lockdown. And then, you know, part of the lockdown, you got to get your head here. Yeah. Right. So that, you know, you can maybe sweep me or then, you know, do an electric chair and boom, I'm just getting them into the cradle. Like, so like, it was just like this, like, like I love cradles. I, like, yeah. I could roll people with cradles in, in, in wrestling. And I've just been incorporating that. There's some great uh, Instagram, like catch wrestling Instagram yes. handles yeah. to watch. And it's just, again, it's like usually like, oh, God, I, oh, I'm always there. And I know, you know, I'm good at, I could do that. So I like, that's something I've been using lately and that I, that I like to carry over. What about you, Maurice? Like, well, what's it when they come into the ring, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fighting out of uh, Plantation, Florida? Like, what is your discipline? What, is, so, what did I say? I actually say uh, Sancho, which is a Chinese yeah. kickboxing sure. and, and jujitsu. Okay. You know, I wrestled <laughs> in high school as well. Yeah. Um, so I actually had it a little different. So I did jujitsu first uh, okay. with John and then I did wrestling and then I went back to jujitsu. So, did you did you stop like oh I'm gonna start wrestling and not do jujitsu or was just like I'm gonna do it during this time? I, I try to do both. Uh, I will yeah. say that like you know high school wrestling demanded a lot, so I really yeah. once I started getting into wrestling, I was just wrestling. I come to class every once in a while, 
Uh, and then once I stopped wrestling, I went back to jiu-jitsu full-time. And I would simply say, um, you know, one thing that I'm learning more now than I used to is that they kind of play really well into each other. So our wrestling coach, Joe Watson, um, he's a wrestler. Like, he's just, he's a wrestling. We, we, I wouldn't say wrestling. He's a grappler. Yeah. You know, so um, a lot of the jiu-jitsu stuff that I have, he's kind of mixing with the wrestling. And I feel like we're kind of creating this style that works really well for me. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. The the one thing I've noticed about wrestling, right, based upon the rule set, that you can't submit, obviously. So you have to find ways to, to kind of hurt your opponent, you know, so either like, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Like when you, when you, what's it when you come across the face? Like cross a, face. A cross face, face like yeah. cross facing or cradle, just kind of finding ways of putting your opponent in those uncomfortable uh, situations without fully committing to a submission. I think that translates very well to the MMA game. You're creating also, a reaction. You, you have to yeah, create a reaction. Yeah, exactly. To open up to then get a, a new position or that submission, I think that that has translated well into, into the jujitsu aspect of I'm my at, game. I'm good at putting my knuckles into people's throats to create a reaction. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, when you're applying the choke? <laughs> no, like if, like again, like uh, I love like North-South is my, other, is my other thing. So when I get caught in a North-South, I mean, North-South is, is a difficult position to get out of if they if they get low enough to the ground right um but you if you can just dig your you just dig your fingers in i had somebody do it to me and i'm like that's a great that works. Yeah. i'm like oh shit i can't stay down here do you can get your fingers or i i like to use these guys like just get them into their neck and push them off and create a little space you can get out if you once you get your hands in you can you can nice. kind of get out or at least they have to do something else because if you can get your hands in there's no choke right, right. so Get your fingers in, get your hands in, and then you can start I'm to play. Gonna, I'm gonna have to try that. Next yeah, time. yeah. So like, but it's again, it's about creating reaction. I had somebody do it to me, and I was just like, shit, I can't get low because I got the fingers, you know. And you're gonna, it hurt, it hurts, and you're you're, you're choking. They're choking right. you in, in in a sense, right? But again, it's it's creating reactions, and yeah. uh, and I love that side of things, you know. Um, John, I, I want to transition into something else because I saw again, maybe I don't know how long ago it was, but you were at the. I see some pictures on Instagram. You're at the UFC, for, like uh, at the Apex Center, and then M USA MMA. Uh -huh. What is going on? With, what, what's what have you been doing? Well, I, I, I didn't know about I, any of this stuff until I saw it. So I, I got drafted um, to coach the MMA team, the USA MMA team. Okay, <clears throat> we had uh, one of our uh, training was out at the UFC uh, okay. Apex, and, and that was just an awesome experience. Yeah. Speaking of Forrest Griffin, like I got in the cage with him and we're messing around. He's yeah. a kid. He's a big kid. Yeah. Really nice guy. And he's basically our top guy. So anytime we we pick or choose a fighter, it go he's got the last word. So what what does that mean? What is the U USA MMA um, team? What, what is that? Is that a UFC based thing? Is it No, like... it, it is from uh, the United States Fight League and they're the organization that is recognized by uh, IMM. AF, which is the International Mixed Martial Arts Federation. Okay. So it's um so they have uh the M I M M A F. They have a uh, uh, tournaments, world tournaments, uh, pan tournaments, and there's only one team that's recognized from each country. Okay. So pretty much, you know, you get the best of the best. You know, a amateurs. Amateur, though? Amateur, amateurs. Yeah. So okay. you get the best of the best, and you get to fight people all in different, you know, countries, different regions. And speaking, you guys talking about wrestling, you know, how that has played a huge part in MMA right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, David and, and uh, Maurice have both fought uh, at IMMAF. And it's just great experience because you, you get to face different fighters, different styles. And that's when you go to these type of international tournaments, you got to have your game on and everything. You got to be, you know, an excellent striker. 
have have good ground skills and wrestling. Wrestling is huge. That, yeah. You know, even for the U.S. team in the last year and a half, uh, we've been focusing. All the USA coaches have been focusing on the ability to not just wrestle, but to wrestle up, mm -hmm. uh, to get up, um, to take down, and it's just really changing our game. Yeah. But you know, just being part of that, and, and there's uh, several other coaches with me, just all high level, and it's great because we get to put in a lot of information, and then we take home. Sure. But um, and um, it's funny because one of the coach even told Dave, you know, Dave, I, I believe maybe a year and a half ago we we're out in um, Mexico, and you know, David said he doesn't train gi much, and and my mm -hmm. friend Chad, he's a one of the U.S. coaches, he's a black belt, and he's like, listen, he goes. You have to train gi, and you know we're listening. He's like, you know why? Because when you train in gi, everything's a lot tighter. If you can get out of those tight positions in gi, you can get out of it no gi or MMA. And I think that was really good advice for these guys. Did you take it? Did yeah. So I, 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 after that, I started training again. Recently, I haven't been able to to get into it as much. You know, last fight, uh, got into some injuries where I can't grapple at the moment. But yeah, you know, I, I have noticed that that there's a big difference in, in the pacing and that you can't scramble or slip out of situations like that, you know, um, so that's very true. On, and I mean, it's essential like you have, I mean, a for a Nogi guy, it's like, oh, wow, there's a weapon now. I'm not only can use this, but like, <clears throat> like for me as an older guy, I love both, but. I, I never uh, seen your Nogi picture. Uh, yeah? yeah, like Friday, Saturday, we do. We oh, only okay, do it on okay. Friday, I miss Friday, Saturday, I, I don't, uh, but yeah, we do. Uh, we actually, in my school, the no-gi is like only advanced. Oh, nice. So it's like, there's no white belts. We do it on a Friday. We had no class on Friday night. We started doing class on Friday night and it's all drills. And we usually drill something more advanced. Right. Saturday morning's the same. So if I, like Saturday, open, open Matt is no-gi. Um, I'm usually like, I'm like tagged in a picture. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm right. in pictures. I don't take. I, a, just I'm not, with you. I don't take a lot of pictures in, like, because I'm like I don't want to be the guy in the mat, like taking pictures. Right. Uh, but I'll usually like when my own training. It's usually somebody else has tagged me in something, or they're like they're wearing flow and roll stuff. Come on, let's take a picture so I can send it to flow and roll or post it, right? Uh, but uh, but I love I love both and I love I love the no gi, but uh, for me like post heart attack when I was trying to get my cardio back, it was a great way for me to slow things down. Mm. And as a bigger guy in my gym, I was probably one of the bigger for a long time. Now there's like big, way bigger guys than me. But it would it was a way for me to like uh, catch my breath. I can hold this guy here for a second. And it was a way for me to kind of really get back into my training. And, and then I just like I started to look at jujitsu. That made me look at it different because I was always like a more fast pace. I wasn't like settling into positions, uh, grinding, like cooking, cooking guys. Like, yeah. you know, okay, you're going to stay right there <laughs> for a minute, you know. And that helped me get into that. And my coach does teach that a lot. Like, no, you like stay here for a second, make them feel it, make them, you know, have some regrets about mm. taking up jujitsu, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so I got a little bit like, yeah. uh, I think I both of them have their like pros and cons. Like yeah. usually how I tell people, cause like we get a lot of people who come in and like, I just want to do MMA. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well like you need to do some striking first and use some jujitsu. Yeah. I think with, with the Nogi, it's easier to get out of stuff because you can be sweaty, you can slip out of yeah, things, yeah. but it's going to be a lot harder to slow things down to control people yeah. because they can slip out of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's important to do no gi. It's important to do gi because it's a lot easier to control people, so it's a lot harder to get out of stuff. Yeah. So it's, I think both have their, their merits, and if you want to yeah. get a, a really good jiu-jitsu game, you got to do both. How do you guys handle, like, I, I've seen it, I've been in my gym when a guy walks in, and the mindset is like, he thinks, like, I'm going to come out of there, like, learn a rear naked choke the first day. And it's like, 
No, well, first of all, like maybe we have to teach it. Like you have to learn how to fall. You have to learn side control, guard. Like, do you have those guys come in sometimes? And yeah, I was like, sure. you know, well, this is it. This is all we're doing. <laughs> like, you know, they're like I didn't learn any chokes today. Do you have to deal with that sometimes? Yeah, I think a big part of it is kind of pre-framing people. So like when they do come in, I let them know like, hey, look, if you want to be really good at this stuff, basics are super important. I was like, you'll yeah. never see anyone at the top of their field in anything that are not good at the basics. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of cool stuff. You want to look at cool stuff, you can look at YouTube, yeah. you know, but the people who are really good at this stuff are really good at the basics. Look at all of our, you know, our providers, stuff like that. So if you want to get good, this is what you need to focus on, yeah. you know? And I think with people who are really serious about this stuff, they'll take that advice pretty well. Yeah. yeah. John, so like, how does somebody get on that team? Like to give me like, how, how does this work? Are you guys getting together often? How do you get on the team? When do you travel to competitions? Give me the, a little the fight team specifically. The, yeah, yeah, the... yeah. We, we get this. Uh, we get this question a lot, and our, our team's a little unique. We we don't just let everybody co anybody come in. It's such a tight knit because um, one is they need to trust each other when they train. They they train pretty hard, but there's no egos, and everything they do is a team effort. And I think what is what's important, what I see at least from my experience, is that when they train that way and they're training hard, they're training for a fight or, you know, a couple of them have fights coming up, they need to trust each other while they're in those positions, right? And I think that's important. So we get a lot of inquiries from other fighters that want to come in and go, hey, I want to come train, want to go fight, you know, come, you know, do a session. They all have to become members and train on a regular class. Now, with that in mind, even in our regular class, we have a whole team of coaches. So it's not just me, Maurice, David coaching. Every class is somebody different and they're, they're high level at their own expertise. We're Muay Thai guys, BJJ, MMA. And once they're in there, we see the consistency and another thing is their attitude. And we really do have a no ego. You know, if you're in there saying, hey, what's in for me? Yeah. We're, we're not the right team. There's other teams out there. Martial arts is usually going to weed those guys out. You know, it's it's probably mm -hmm. most, especially jujitsu side of things, I think it weeds guys out. It yes. does for us. Yes. And and it's interesting because when people come in and they stick to it, they're like, you know, I understand the process. I want to fight or I was a fighter. This is my record. They understand they're coming to class and we'll see it. These guys will say, hey, listen, go pay attention to this guy. And so once you're on the fight team, you have a different fight schedule. You have actually a different set of coaches. I have uh, two of my good friends, Eric Morrell and Joe Watson. Um, they specifically train with the fighters. Um, so they, every class is different. Some days they're doing wrestling. Some days they're doing cardio. And some days we're, doing, we're just sparring. But, uh, yeah, it's a totally different schedule. And, you know, it's working for us. We don't have a big team. We have a very small group. Um, but you know, we're very happy with results. We're like a small army, you know, how small yeah. armies, we can, we can make adjustments yeah. really quickly. Um, let's say these guys just came from a fight and you know, we, as a team, we win and we lose as a team. So we'll sit there and dissect, okay, what happened there? What positions are we losing on? What positions are we good at? And we can make adjustments very quickly. We're a larger team. It's very tough to pay attention to everybody. Know, all, yeah, everybody. And same thing like with you know, BJJ competition. We just came from Newbury, by the way. And, um, you know, we look at the good matches. We look at the other matches. We're like, okay, this is what we need to work on. And we're going to have to have a meeting about that. Because I saw, you know, anytime you lose, you see a lot of holes, right? It's yeah. like, it's like you get so always, much data. <laughs> we always wind up working on exactly what people lost on it. Like the, oh, wait, the yeah, day oh, after. That's natural, it's just like, right? all right, guys, we're going to do this. And so-and-so had a problem with this. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. And 
winds up being like the subject for the next week. That's yeah. right. And, and, and it's natural. You know, any good coach should be able to see that in competition and go, okay, you know what? Even though we all know how to get outside control, we got to work that a little better and give a little more options. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, did you, like, as a marketing guy, when I'm talking to a business owner, sometimes I, I tell them, like, they're trying to figure everything out. And it's good to have a business plan, but sometimes it's like, you've got to let the business steer a little bit. The business is going to kind of tell you what it needs. Mm -hmm. Did you expect that this is where you're going to be when you first started doing, like, you started your Kung Fu studio really was first, right? right? Did these things, like, did you have a, a vision, like, I want to do this and have this team? Or was it like these opportunities presented themselves and you're like, okay, like you started to be steered a certain way? Oh, that, that's a great question. I, I never wanted to open a gym when I was young. Really? It, it just happened, yeah. you know, and somebody kind of disrespected me and so I opened a gym. <laughs> you know, it's kind of stupid. But, you know, and, you know, because my background was in Kung Fu and Wing Chun, you know, I, I love the fighting aspect. And Kung Fu in itself is not known for producing good fighters. So we would, you know, in the beginning, probably when the first six months we were fighting full contact tournaments. And really, you know, these guys know it started really with pride. Like, hey, listen, we got skills too, okay? Just yeah. because we train Kung Fu um, at first uh, doesn't mean that we can't learn to incorporate other styles into it. And really we take the mindset of, you know, the traditional martial arts and we apply it to all the different styles. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, we fought in striking tournaments, Muay Thai, we had to go fight Muay Thai tournaments, the Sanchao tournaments. And then, you know, one day, and this is a true story, one day I came back to the gym, I called a meeting, took all my guys, this is the generation before these guys. And we went out to dinner, I said, listen, we gotta learn BJJ. Mm -hmm. I, we all have to, everybody needs to learn it and we need to get our gym, our guys to a very high level. And that's really how it started. So once we started doing BJJ and we knew strike and we we're like, listen, we could do the MMA stuff. And it, it takes a little, it takes a little time to develop, right? And you know, we, we, we have to learn, we have to be patient, but eventually this is how it's come out. Yeah. So it wasn't planned, but the way we're going, just as we were Those talking, are like the best ideas. Those are the ideas that work I, out. I know. It just, the it things just that I've planned, like the podcast was the thing. That I didn't plan. I was like, I really wanted to do it for fun. It was never meant to be a business. It was never meant to be what it became, which is a source of income and part of my marketing company business. It was, it was the marketing company was was like, let me do this thing, you know. Right. Uh, and I did it before and it failed. You know, I wound up going to another company. But the thing that I was just like. Eh, like, well, let's do this thing too, but it's like wound up helping us blow up a little bit. Well, you guys so, definitely yeah. blow up. I mean, this is yeah. my third time, so thank yeah. you very much for nah, inviting man. me. Anytime, but man. I, I family made, now. Like, yeah. I made fun. I go when I walked in. I go every time I come on, you guys get bigger and bigger, and you guys yeah. have some big names on here. Like sometimes yeah. I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, and uh, I like I like to like we want a good story, like a lot of like a. People are like, oh, how do I get on the show? I'm like, it's a good story. Because I have people that like message us all the time. Like, hey, how do I get on the show? And I'm like, well, tell me what you would want to talk about. Right. And sometimes there's no answer back or like, it's just <laughs> like, it's like, they're like, oh, I'm a white belt and I just got started, but I have a great background. So I'm like, all right, maybe not yet. Like right. just train a little bit more, you know? Wow. That's but, motivation. Like yeah, you tell yeah, them, listen, like, when you get to a purple belt, we're going to put you yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I definitely like, you know, now that we have the room to do this, I like this. Like we did it. We had a little bit of space, but it was pretty tight. Like this is a little bit more comfortable to have a bunch of people on. So I'm actually going to do a few of these where I bring in the gym. Like I want you to come in and, bring some students or bring some coaches. Like, let's, you know, just, 
I like the, we started out with the round table, right? I started out right. with five podcast partners. It was just us. And then it was just like, Hey, let's bring in my coach, you know? And then it's, then it's the guest thing happened, but it was just meant for me to bullshit, you no, know, to, for us awesome. to bullshit with just some the guys that we trained with, which was, which was, I have more fun with this than just a one-on-one -on -one interview. It's more fun yeah, to just yeah. kind of get different. I mean, BJJ has grown a lot since yeah, you started. Man. I mean, even over the weekend, you know, we're at Newbury. Okay. But, there was IBJJF going on. Yeah, there was ADC, yeah. And, you know, everybody that was, you know, because we committed early. Otherwise, we went to IBJJ with, with the Carlson Gracie squad. But we we had kids, so we already committed to New Breed. Okay. And everybody's thinking before he went, wow, New Breed, there's not going to be that many people. It's Listen, freaking it was packed freaking now. packed. Yeah. It was packed. And there was, like, big teams there. And I was surprised. My first, my only competitions have been at Newbury because it was local. I was older. It was local. I wanted to try. You just want so to travel out anyway. It's I, Cold Springs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like a nesting guy. Like, I like, I enjoy being home. I'm you know like, we're in Boca right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you spin me around in a circle. I'll start to cry. Um but yeah, like I like, I, I, yeah, I like being local. I, you know, I'm uh, definitely like a like a homebody. I like to travel and do stuff mm -hmm. and go on cruises and things like that. But I definitely am a homebody, and it, a lot of it has to like I want to be close to the computer for work and like to get something done. But it's not like I'm working 16 hours a day anymore. It's just like I can, you know, I can do this. I'm gonna the rest of the day. I'm off. I'm gonna go do some errands on the way home and then I'm going to take a nap and go to jiu-jitsu, you know, like, yeah. um, it, that's, it's a, a decent life. My daughter works for the company, the marketing company now. So she takes oh, over. Nice. Jinda, I actually told her, I'm like, got the podcast today. I trust you do what you need to do. I basically was saying in a nice way, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to see my phone blowing up during the podcast. Like approve this and prove that we hired some, she's got an assistant now too. So, so it's grown, you that's know, awesome. it, it's good, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I told her, I'm done at 55. You're either taking it over or we're selling it. So, <laughs> like, I'm doing this for her now. Like, I want her to, to take it over. But, um, yeah, definitely, uh, it, it's, a, it's a different world. We, you were talking about, like, so much jiu-jitsu. There's, like, a jiu-jitsu academy. Like, we're, we're, like, I always use, um, I, we sell, like, a Google business uh, uh, profile, like, marketing service, like, okay. uh, reputation management. So I'm so conscious of that. So like you like Google like jujitsu in Austin, Texas, and it's just like saturated everywhere, right? We we're like that. We weren't as bad in that Coral Springs area, like my area, even just South Florida. And mm -hmm. now when you do it, it's just like dot 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 dot. You know, everywhere, even like American Top Team, right? They don't do any um, uh, like hobbyist training, right? It's, the, right? it's not open to general public or kids anymore. So the big location right now. So there have been a couple of American Top Teams that have popped up. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, who else? Who else is taking up alliances everywhere oh, now? Right? Baja, I mean, they're, they're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's super saturated. But it, yeah, it definitely wasn't like that in the beginning. And back to the new breed. When I did the first tournaments, I did were at New Breed, at the Coral Springs, the gymnasium. Uh, I think I did four. I think I did four there total. Um, and when I fought at White and Blue, there was never anybody my age. So I was always it was always the guys were half my age. Mm -hmm. So I always did well, you know, I did well, but it was, ne I've never, I, I, let me correct, I had one fight with somebody that was over 40 and I started at 41. So it was like, four, I'm like 42 right. having, you know, doing tournaments, never fought anybody my age wow. to this day in a tournament, which is like, is I soured on Newbreed because of that. Right. When I got to purple, I, I did after the heart attack, I fought at purple 
and my cardio just wasn't there. But again, I'm fighting guys half of my age, and I was just like, oh, man, I got beat up. It, I was make, like, it makes a difference. Super fucking humbling. It. Super humbling. I'm like, where's the fat, you know, 40? <laughs> give me a fat 45-year-old guy with, you know, like, you know, his fucking gut popping out of his A3. He clearly needs an A4, you right. know? And uh, it just, I never had that experience, you know? So I, I definitely would like to do it again. And I do like to, I, I like that it, I've been as there as a spectator and it's like, what the fuck? You know, it's like this place is freaking yeah. packed now. And it wasn't like that in the beginning. It was really like not that many people there, no, you know? It's really blowing up and it's all, it's awesome to see because, yeah. it, you know, one thing, you know, talking about traditional martial arts, you know, BJJ community, it, it's pretty much the same, Yeah, right? You got to bow in, got to pay respect to everybody. You know, after you roll, you have a hard training, you know, you give a high five and you know, fist bump. And I, I think that's important, especially for the, for the kids too, and adults, yeah, that you can come in and 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 you know learn all these killer scale you know skills that are dangerous, but yet you can be humble and nice at the same time. Yeah, I think it's. Fantastic. I mean, I I can't. I mean, I think we can all agree. I could not see my life without. Like I've asked the question, what would you be doing? Let's ask, what would you be doing if you weren't doing martial arts? Man, if I wasn't doing martial, man, I don't. You'd know, still be man. at that Mexican restaurant. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, man. Honestly, um, yeah. like I said before, like I wanted to do bodybuilding, and when I couldn't do that because of the injury, I was at a really low point in my life. So, to 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 even think of what I would be doing, I have no have, idea. As a, as a little kid, like when I was little, my dad was a cop. I wanted to be a cop like my dad, right? Did you have any of those dreams when you were a kid? Like, I want to grow up to be this. What was that? Well, I wanted to be Spider-Man when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to jump off buildings and save old ladies. Let me tell you, like every that. time I drop a water off the table and I catch it, I'm like, maybe I'm Spider-Man. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I that's how you have used I been to, bitten? <laughs> that's how you stand in a cage like Spider-Man. He would crawl really? in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Looks awesome. like Tom Holland a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the small Smaller kids, I've had like 12 kids, you know, who've come up and they're like, are you Spider-Man? I'm like, yes, <laughs> don't tell anyone. So this is, this was it for you. This is, this is the path. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, know, like you said, it, the things that you end up doing tend to be unexpected. When I was younger, yeah. at one point I wanted to be like a, a marine biologist, envi an environmentalist, you, you know, um, and what took me off of that path, there was like one day in middle school where we used this website where it showed you like, you know, what schools you had to apply to. And then later like estimated how much they would make. I'm like, these people make absolutely no money whatsoever. I don't want to do this at all, you know? Um, but yeah, just unexpectedly, this this dropped on me. Yeah, what about you, Maurice? What would you be doing? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, it's something I've been doing forever, you know? When I was a kid, I wanted to be a firefighter, burnt my hand on a stove, <laughs> took, took that one off. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do that. Uh, then I wanted to be an astronaut, super afraid of heights. So, <laughs> so like, like the ultimate heights yeah, right there. Like, exactly. you know, so I was kind of like, is, is this enough? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, to be honest, if I wasn't doing this, who knows what I would be doing, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, what about you, John? It was, this was well. You said you did never expected to open a gym. What, what would no, you be doing? No, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a marketer. I, I love business. But Do you still? Are you still? I know that you guys had a company. You, yes. Are you still uh, doing no, that? I have uh, my part. My ex partner. He runs a company okay. now, and. Uh, and, you know, I, I love what I do. Yeah. You know, it's really fantastic. I, I get to help out people, and I, I get to. I, I had a friend, you know, childhood friend that came down to visit one day. And uh, he doesn't train martial arts, but he came with me. And at that time, I had three locations, right? So we're going around to three locations. And at the end of the day, he's a very smart guy. He goes, so, he goes, so, he goes, you go on the floor. These people bow to you. 
right? <laughs> then you kick their ass. <laughs> right? Then they battle you again, and yeah. at the end of the day, they pay you money. I go, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's I was like, okay. Guys. He goes, that, that's, a good, that, that's a good scam. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> I never really looked at it like that, man. <laughs> well, that's what he saw, you know, not martial arts. But yeah. uh, no, it, it's fantastic what, you know, the opportunities we get to just work with people, mm. to be around, you know, all the different communities. And, you know, I, I trained out at, you know, I trained out at Carlson Gracie, Miami. Sure. And it's great because you, you know, I leave my environment by going this other environment. It's very much the same. The teacher becomes a student. For yeah, a little and while. it's like you know, I, I just, I just love it. And Is, just, was it you? I don't remember if it was you, John, on one of the podcasts. Um, did you say something about for your family? Like it was weird. Like you'd be out and people would be call you Sifu or Professor. Was it? Was it you yeah, that yeah, told me that? With that, it was like, like that feel like. Talk about that feeling. Like, this is like, I, I, the, I'm not, you know, I'm a brown belt. I, I haven't experienced that. But, like, how does that feel? Like, well, what is. You, you know what? As instructors, right? Feel super proud. <laughs> no, you, know? you, feel, you feel proud. But as, as an instructor, you know, we have, we, we have a, we have a commitment. There should be like a laws of, you know, you know how there's a ethical things in real estate. Like, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as martial arts instructor, you know, you have a huge responsibility because what you say in class today, you know, a kid could be down and you say to the kid, hey, little Johnny, you did a great job. Like, that was freaking amazing. And you don't know how that resonates with the kid. Oh, my God. That's you know? fucking, they carry and, that and, with and, and, you know, and, just, and funny because I do see a lot of people that in the public that don't train anymore with us. And first thing they feel... Hey, listen, I didn't train. I don't, I don't train because of this or this or this, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't care. I just, I'm just happy to see them. But they always remember some sort of lesson from there. Mm -hmm. And I think all martial arts instructors feel that way. And, and, yeah. and, and, and you, you know, you can even be a high level, like you're helping somebody out. You, you know, you're a brown belt. You step with somebody who's a white belt. He's struggling. And you go, hey, man, you're doing pretty good. Try it this way. You just made him for my life. My favorite part of jujitsu is like I do... I don't know that I would ever own a gym, but I love the train, like training, uh, especially like whenever there's been a big guy that's come to the gym, like white belt starting out, like it's kind of my coach, yeah, Felipe was, he goes, Hey, Amazon prime just delivered your, <laughs> he's like right here, just perfect fit for you. Go ahead, take him. And then, you know, we learn the instructor, but he always knows that I'm going to like, um, especially like we have more coaches now, so it doesn't happen as much, but I would grab that person and even he would teach the move, but then I would be like, all right, listen, jujitsu 101, get in my guard. You know, I'm going to tell you, you know, teach you how to pass. I'm going to, you're going to sweep me. You know, we're going to do some, some basics. So forget about what they just did right there. Don't, you're not going to learn that, but let's do this real quick. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. I, and I, I kind of like that teaching in, in every aspect of even the marketing company and training somebody like I, I feed off of that. Again, I don't know at 50, if like owning a gym is in my future, I well, think listen, it would be a good retirement program. You have all the ingredients, you know? right? You understand sales. Yeah. You understand yeah. marketing. You understand customer service, and you have the knowledge. I just don't. I. I. If I was to do something, would definitely have to get like coaches, though. Like I don't. I don't know at this age that I want to be tied to like okay classes in the morning and yeah, the afternoon and night. The kids, pro like I, I definitely think a good kids program is important for a martial arts studio, especially jujitsu. You know, we have like the after school program at my at, uh, at my coach's school. You know, they're picking up kids from the school, and that's what like our adults class consists of the parents of all the kids. That's awesome. It's so many of the parents, male and female, because we've got male and female mm -hmm. coaches, so women feel a little bit more comfortable, especially mm -hmm. when they're getting recruited. Like it's a woman saying, "Come on, just do a class," you know. Um, but 
I, I think that that's been important for the school. Like the kids program has built the adult program. He doesn't even that. advertise adults like for adults. He advertises for like the kids, and you get the mom bringing in the kid that's been bullied. Like, and then they come in, and then the parents sitting there waiting for them. Like, hey, look, the class, the, the adults class is going to start right after this. Why don't you stick around? And then it happens. Yeah. What the parents stuff is super important because like. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I hate the most is like, let's say a kid's stuck and they're like, just get up. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's super tough, dude. You, you know? do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when like the parents do it too, like they understand what their kids are going through. And then yeah. like the kids have, the kids and the parent have something they can talk about together. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. like I learned this in Jiu-Jitsu tape. Like, oh, real cool. I learned the same thing in my class, yeah. you know? It's a really cool thing. But also like, you know, parents are really tough for kids sometimes. And sometimes a kid will, you know, get smashed by a bigger kid. And they're like, oh, you're, you're faster than him. You're smaller. It's like. Dude, it's really hard like, to leave do the that. coaching to the coaches, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, do, you, do you ever have to have that conversation with the parents? Yeah, oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Let us do the coaching. You're going you're gonna to make them not. I think that when the parent starts to coach, it makes them not want to do, not to do that sport, whatever that yeah. sport yeah. is. They don't want to do that sport anymore. Because now mommy and daddy are like, now I go home and they tell me what I was doing wrong. Right. Leave it to the coaches and that, like let the coaches be the good guy and the bad guy in those instances. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very tough as a parent to sit, sit there and watch your kid getting smashed. But, you know, we all know because we train, but there, there's a lesson there in itself. I mean, let the kid handle it. Yeah. Let them see that it's challenging and let them figure it out because this is what's going to happen outside of the, the gym. In, in my life. mind, I'd be like, yeah, smash him, smash him. He didn't do, he didn't do his long. He didn't clean up his room, smash him. <laughs> we get a lot of parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We get some parents yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, let him roll with the big guy, you know. <laughs> but, um, no, I, you know, it's funny, speaking of your professor, he, he's got a great operation there. And, you know, he's yeah. got a great gym. But I, I enjoy watching Felipe coach's son. Like, yeah. we're in tournament, oh my God, I mean, yeah. he gets intense, you know? Yeah, he's I, he's like that with with all of his students. But, yeah, definitely it's a whole other level. Yeah, yeah. They just went to Abu Dhabi for the, uh, was it, AJ, AJ, yeah, yeah. AJ yeah, awesome. Pro? What is it? The, uh, they, they, just, they just got back. They went last weekend. We had people, um, we had people just, like, all broken up at all the different. We had some guys, some uh, adults at Newbreed. We had a couple of guys that went up to um, ADCC. To, AD, to ADCC. We had kids go up to ADCC. Adults at New Breed, and we had uh, one of our one of our students. Uh, he like four gold medals. Oh, oh wow! Double nice. gold at what, both what? Uh, uh, at the uh, at IBJJF. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah. Nice. So uh, he's, Listen, that's uh, what what belt is he? He's a brown belt, and he does train uh, under Cyborg, and he trains at both places. Right. Both of his sons. Uh, one of his sons still trains with us. His older son is training i think at the fight sports in deerfield okay. uh, only because it's like closer to his house and then the dad is a judo black belt and oh, a wow. brown belt in jiu-jitsu and i believe he's probably going to get his black belt at the december promotions oh, awesome. under cyborg even though he trains with both but i mm -hmm. think he's gonna wow. he's trained with cyborg longer and yeah is nice. uh i don't know i forget his last name uh everybody calls him dr tom tom freitas Okay. Does that name sound familiar to you? No, no. He's like, a, say, I think, by tr by trade, I think he was just like a physical therapist in Brazil, and now he's come here and he's getting licensed here. But he works with a lot of fighters. He works with a lot of the pro fighters. He's been in the corner at UFC fights. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. So, uh, yeah, super cool. But, yeah, he went and the first day, he's like, hey, guys, I double golded. And then wow. the next day, he's like, Nogi, double golded. Wow. So, yeah, he's freaking tough. Listen, it's, it's not easy out there because you, you watch even the, white, even the white belt division. You're watching mm -hmm. these white belts, and you're like, Jesus, man! Like the moves are pulling. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. it, forty. I mean, he's forty plus too. I think he's like 43, 44. So, I mean, it's a, that added like, oh god, you know, the body is. It's awesome to see up. guys like that. Guys who can excel in like many aspects of life. 
Like, um, like seeing what John does in regards to, to being able to, you know, put his time into the business as, and as well as being able to train as a, as a high level black belt, yeah. you know, it's really motivating to let you know, okay, this is something that's, that's a possibility for you in the ability to compete as an MMA fighter and then potentially, you know, find another route, another, another opportunity. So yeah. it's cool to meet guys like Tom, you know, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Do you guys, how, how are you, we're talking about training, um, does weight training play a lot into your MMA training? Yeah, so is it's, weight training a big part of that? Or? Yeah, so I, I, I do weight training at least three times a week. I do Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so I think weight training is, is very important, especially when you guys get into these positions when you guys are like clinching or grabbing onto someone. Yeah. You know, anyone who says size doesn't matter is, is lying to you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, usually, they're usually small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Small or not strong. They're yeah, not strong so, for uh, their size. The strength definitely um, definitely matters. And I would say, like, depending on how you're lifting, because it, mm. it does matter as far yeah. as uh, can you translate that stuff into jujitsu? Mm-hmm. But I do think that has a big part in, you know, the grappling and the clinch work that you do in. I def- for me, at my age, uh, I feel like the weightlifting helps me recover faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe not only does it make me stronger in the situations on the map, but like when something's hurting and I work that out a little bit, aside from anything else I do, massage gunning and yeah. the occasional, you know, massage therapy. I feel so much better when I'm weightlifting. I don't, you yeah. know. So a lot of times, like a lot of stuff is connected, right? So I have like a decompressed spine in my back. So for me, when I'm lifting and I'm doing a lot of legs and core, it actually takes the pressure off my back sure. because other muscles are working. Yeah. Um, and then weightlifting is also super good for your joints, stuff like that. So, you know, like all that together does help out, you know, just from just feeling not terrible after training, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to get like I have a couple of uh, people at my school that they Go weight training, and mm-hmm. then they come to jujitsu class. Adults that come to jujitsu, yeah. and I wish I could do it. You know, like I wish I could put in an hour at the gym and then come and train the yeah. hour. I'm like the days that I have done it, I am just spent, and I'm not able to. Like the next day, I'm like, you just got to take more bio pro. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> <Come on up. laughs> take two at a time. I might try that. Hey, yeah. We got a couple of listener questions. Let's uh, let's go over some of these real quick. Um, and I, and we'll let everybody answer if, it, if it's appropriate. Uh, so we have, uh, and, and some of these people might know you, uh, let's see, Blusky Unlimited. I'm not sure if anybody knows who that is. Blue Sky, I think. Oh, blue, oh is it Blue yeah. Sky? Oh, blue Blusky, Blusky Unlimited. Um, <laughs> so I just have the link there. So the process of training for fights is, ri- is written in stone. The first time I read it, I'm like, do they mean is not written in stone? But it says is written in stone. Train, eat right, make weight, fight. You win or you lose. No one likes to talk about losing a tough fight. How do you mentally take that loss and move forward? That's question number one. What is that process? Kind of like a part two. And how do you prepare your mind to deal with this? Uh, I'll talk about that one. Yeah, so yeah. I, I just had my pro debut recently and I actually ended up losing my pro debut. Okay. Um, so, you know, super recent. Uh, I was like, what, two, three weeks ago maybe? Um, so I think there's a couple of things to that, right? Number one is you ha- you do have to go over the pros, right? So... You know, unless the fight was like one second, did some good stuff, you know, so yeah. you do got to keep the confidence in there. Um, and another part is just kind of telling yourself that, you know, other people lose too. So like for sure. me personally, like, you know, I know Kamar Usman lost one of his first fights. Um, so did like um, uh, Jack Danamelena. Right. So I understand that people lose and they. Christian's they, boy. Christian likes to. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. awesome. He's one of my favorite fighters right he now. He put me out. He's like, watch that fight this weekend. I got sick, you know. I think but, Aldo lost his first fight, too, possibly. Yeah, wow. Aldo lost his first. I think it was uh, his second fight. He ended up being that guy, like, twice after. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so I know it's not something that, you know, you lose and, like, oh, it's over, man. You know, people push past that, you know. 
in any other sport, because MMA is a little different, right? Like, in a full career, you get, like, maybe some good guys get to, like, 30, maybe. Um, but, like, you look at other sports, people lose all the time. So just kind of putting in a reference that, you know, people lose and you can always come back from it. And I think also using it as, like, motivation. So for me, you know, I understand what the stuff I did well. So I'm very confident that, okay, I did things. I didn't do terrible. I did good things. And then using it as motivation, like, oh, I can't wait back to get back to training. So usually I take about two weeks after fights. You know, I was training the, the, literally the next day I could, you know, versus a couple injuries and stuff like that. So I think it's important to take the take the pros and then use the cons as motivation to get better. Yeah. Mm. David? The the big thing for me is um seeing uh the the overall discipline and staying consistent to the routine following that martial arts mindset. You know, for me, um, my team knows, but after after fights, you know, I take some time off and I kind of get out of routine and and I, I live a double life, man. You know, I love to party. He parties at space. <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> Dude, just I'm, say I'm it, David. Guy, bro. I like to I like Listen. to party. I like to have a good time. That's a dark place. <laughs> not, not 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 both literally and yeah, figuratively. Yeah, exactly. I've gone there a few times and this feeling in my I'm like I feel like I'm going into like the fucking belly of the beast. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've been there. We're talking like in my thirties. So yeah. but I used to go I'd be like, I don't like being here. <laughs> it's rough, man. It's rough, but but I have the, those two sides to me. So I really yeah. try to enjoy myself afterwards. But when you I, guys say you both said like I take off a little bit or like I, I try to take off or I have to take off. Are you still going to coach, but you're out of your routine for the fight? Yeah. Or are you literally like, hey, professor, I'm going to be out for two weeks. Not that, right? You're still working. So yeah, we're we're back, still, we're you're still quickly. in that. You're still in the environment. So you're not Correct. ever fully yeah, so out of it. You may so, not be training for your next fight, but. Yeah. yeah. Right? So like for me personally, sometimes I even show up to practice and just hang out. Like, you know, usually if like it's an injury, I just want to rest a little bit. But yeah. for me, I'm, um, I get out of routine super easy. And I'm a super lazy person. Like, if I wasn't doing martial arts, I'd be humongous. You know, yeah. so for me, like, just sitting in the room, like, watch people practice just to keep my routine a little bit. Yeah. So I'll uh, let you finish that thought. And, and uh, same thing. It's like what, what I was trying to get to is, you know, it's just staying consistent overall and seeing it as a lifestyle choice, you know, because I don't want to be the person after I'm done fighting that I, I need to find the motivation to eat healthy or to keep training or to stay consistent with it. I want to do it just because of the overall benefits of sure. it, you know, um, and, and to what Marie says. There's a there's a quote from Phil Collins, actually from a, from from the Tarzan movie, and he says, "In um, in learning you will teach, and in teaching you will learn." And yeah. so there there's a big aspect to that. And obviously, it's my job as an instructor to come in and, and do what I have to do. That's our first Phil Collins quote, by the way. So we got to like, yeah, yeah. yeah. check yeah. that yeah. off right there. <laughs> so, so so that that's like a big thing, and I feel like that's why we're such great competitors. Is that everything's always reinforced, whether we yeah. want it to be or not. Like we're we're at the school twenty four seven, whether yeah. we're training, hanging out with each other, or, or coaching. So you talked about like uh, very easy for you to get off of your routine. Yeah. Like, and we've talked about making weight cheat meals or what's your, like, what's your go-to, like, I'm a pizza, bagels, and ice cream guy. Like, I can, I don't, I can't buy those things or keep those things in the house because I will, that's just a hole for me. What's your, when you're, when you're in training, what are you craving the most? Man, I I like pizzas. I like burgers. But every, every time it changes up a little bit. But my go-to with dessert is, is ice cream. For sure. Yeah. What about you? What's your, what do you miss the most when you make weight? So I'm a sweet too, so like literally anything, but pizza and cookies. Yeah. I love cookies, yeah. <laughs> John, what about you? Even though we're not, you're not making weight for oh, fights, what's, what's your, what's I, your cheat? Oh, I love you're, ice you're cream. Like, you're, you're so you're like slender and in shape, and 
You know, are you like a? I want to well, be like him, like a I junk food up. guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love yeah. I love food. I mean, I yeah. love all kinds of food. And you know, for me, it's the opposite because you know, you, you train, and if we if I don't eat, I don't put in the calories. Yeah. I drop weight. Like I, I feel for me, like I'm. It's like every day. I'm not making weight for a fight, but I'm always so conscious because mm -hmm. of the next day, I'm like. I'm gonna train tomorrow. Well, you feel in training. And some fucking guy, some big dude that's my size or bigger is going to be trying to choke me. And this meal is gonna make me slower. And this that's meal, right. we had uh, it was Sophia's birthday last night. Coach was uh, Professor Sophia, and uh, they had like chocolate cake and cookies. And Felipe was there with fucking broccoli, broccoli and ranch dressing, going oh, like this. He's like, you, ah, you guys. You guys <laughs> your, your professor, I was in. I think it was New Orleans, right? Him and I were hanging out one night. And I go, hey, we're going to eat. So we're out there eating, right? And it was New Orleans. We ate a good food, good seafood, whatever. And then afterwards, I said, I'm getting dessert. He goes, I go, what are you getting? He goes, I don't do dessert. I go, Felipe, you're getting he's dessert. Really dis no, he's, he's very disciplined. But I did make him get dessert. You can ask <laughs> yeah. about that. I go, listen, I'm not eating this in front, you know, by myself. You're getting one, uh, too. I don't think he ate the whole thing, but yeah. he, he ordered it. But, wow. uh, you know, I, his uh, he's got two weeks. He likes candy. Oh, he does? Okay. And um, Coke Zero's. Wow. Like okay, the kids, right. like his birthday, they bring him like Coke six Zero. packs of Coke Zero. <laughs> but he, but he, he doesn't like, I guess he considers himself a vegetarian. Like he, vegetarian or a vegan? I think more like vegetarian, mm -hmm. right? But he doesn't, he doesn't eat meat. Um, I got him the other day with like, oh, he eats eggs. I'm like, aha, that's not <laughs> fly. Wait a minute. But he's just really just, he doesn't eat yeah. meat. He's super disciplined. He's always in good shape. Start now. We've got like, workout equipment in the gym now so now he's like working out nice. which he didn't really do jujitsu was the workout so uh but yeah last night he was just like he did i did see him grab a piece of cake though he had the broccoli and nice. then he had a little sliver of cake and then he went back to the broccoli <laughs> you know um but yeah that's uh yeah i'm uh my i'm super conscious of what i'm putting in my body every day although i do I'm, i cheat i'm not saying that i don't but i'm like oh my god as i'm putting that Bad food or that ice cream in my mouth. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna you, slow you me down. You kind of feel bad afterwards. Yeah, I'm know? like, uh, like it's gonna affect my training or like I'm yeah. trying, like I want to stay in the gym, want to work out. So, uh, I'm I'm very I'm weak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weak. Yeah, same. All right, we got our next question. So uh, this came from Amy Jimenez. Uh, what is your favorite Amy. part of fighting? I think she trains with you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is your favorite part of fighting, David? I'll let you go first. Um, man, don't just say smashing people in the face. So let's you know. I, or unless that's it. I gotta, I gotta say, well, there, there is that aspect to it. Um, obviously, knowing that you have that side in you, but I love the attention, man. I, I, really, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't lie about it. Honesty. You know, yeah, there, there's Honest a, answer. there's a part of it, you know, where, where, you know, whether it be people at the school or every once in a while, you know, when you're in the fight community, you go out to an event, people recognize you, and you're like, oh, you're this guy, you're the Bogota Bruiser, and that, you know, it, it's pretty cool to have that, and and to know that there's some guys that you inspire in some way, shape, or form. To me, that's a really enjoyable part of that, it. That that's a it's still that's a good thing, as long as you don't let it take you the wrong down yeah, the wrong path. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And these guys, I think these guys have have been the the yin to my yang in that in yeah. that sense. They level me yeah. out with it, you know. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm I'm really grateful to have these guys behind me as well. And Maurice, what about you? What's um, your favorite part of fighting? I would say like day to day, I like I'm kind of a bitch to be honest. So like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I'm a punk, you know what I mean. So like, I think you know, uh, with fighting, it's kind of like a cool way to be like the other side of Mo, where um, you know, he's a little more fearless, he's a little more aggressive, stuff like that. Yeah. And kind of having that like kind of like alter ego a little bit. So um, you know, I think it's also cool because I know that there's a lot of kids who are like, you know, they're not really the strongest kids ever. They're you know, um, get scared very easily and stuff like that. So for me to go in and 
you know, push past that stuff and fight, that's the fair part for me. Mm. Okay. That's awesome. I do, like, I go back to the whole, like, uh, that quiet confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, that doesn't, my, I, I would say this to my wife. I would say, uh, like, I'm not bulletproof. Like, things still bother, like. I'm still going to, like, avoid a confrontation, you know. Yeah. I know jujitsu. I don't know how to be bulletproof, right? I, you know, <laughs> you can still stab me. You can still shoot me, right? Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I there's this confidence that goes along with being in certain situations, and I think I can kind of, like, calm, calm myself. Not that I've been in a bunch of, like, you know, situations where I've been like, oh, my God, I've got to use my hands or I'm going to use my jujitsu. But I definitely feel like when I walk into situations, walking down the street at night or walk, going anywhere, going to a restaurant, walking in and I don't know, seeing two people argue, I'm just like, all right, you're over there. Let's be over here where, yeah. you know, maybe when I was younger, I like when I learned how to fight, I learned how to avoid fights. Yeah. Yes. But when I didn't know how to fight, I was just always the guy like, come on, <laughs> oh, let's go. Come on, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, see yeah. what's going on over there. Right. And, and get into something stupid. So I definitely think that that's taught me to just like really like, uh, I guess, Humility, right? Just yeah. Like, yeah. I can't fucking beat everybody. Let me be over here. But I definitely like what you said about like imparting that on the kids, though, because there's definitely like, somebody. You guys, I you're realizing it, but I don't. You're gonna see it as you get older, like what John said. Like you're gonna you're impacting people, and it's these little tiny moments, the ones that you're not even gonna remember. You're like I did say that. Yeah. That some kid is taking home with them, and it's gonna affect them for the rest of their lives. Or that's there's gonna be that one thing in the back of their mind, like. Like uh, I'll use Felipe. Um, there's a couple that he's used, but one of them that he, he always says the enemy's training. Like so, when you're I, eating I that read meal, that yesterday. I like yeah. that a lot. You're you're eating something, or you're not getting to training. Enemy's training. Yeah. Just know that the other that other guy that you might be up to, you know, in the, either in the street or at a competition, he's training. Um, what, what's the um, the other one is. Uh, um, so like I I always joke with them like when I'm like sitting on the couch and I'm like oh man I gotta gotta get to training tonight. There's like this little guy, this little Felipe <laughs> on my shoulder, yeah. not letting me, you know, not go. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, uh, he says, it's a choice. So training's a choice. You know, you choose to come. I, as soon as I start putting on my gi or putting on my rash guards, it's a different feeling. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going. I, you have to I, you have to change your mindset. Yeah. Like, I am going, yeah, I'm going to train and these are my friends. But I'm going to fight. I'm going to be doing something physical. Um, so I... He's like, little, something like this. come on, get, you know, get, <laughs> get off my shoulder. He's in my ear going, like, and and we all joke about it too. Like we all, well, it's a choice. Like, oh, I'm not training. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I won't be there till Saturday. Yeah. And then it's like, somebody always puts in the chat, like either the group chats or we have like our little chats with some of the, some of the just friends, you know, and it's just like, somebody always puts it in there. It's a choice. So that one has stuck with me. And I, he, he's like pounded that one, that one into us. But um, there, there's just little things that he's done or said that as even an adult have affected me that I carry yeah. with me. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was in my early twenties, I worked in pizzerias, um, and I had a, a the, my boss used to say pennies make dollars, <laughs> right? And I've taken that with I I relate that to just about everything. Like every little bit of my training adds oh, up, right? That's yeah. what it means. Pennies make dollars, right? All of these little things add up. Um, and he said, kill them with kindness. So like somebody would come and complain about a pie that they got or a meal that they got two weeks ago. And he'd be like, here's a free pie. That's right. And I used to be like, man, I wanted to tell that guy to go fuck himself. I wanted to tell that guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, you didn't order. I delivered to your house every week and I yeah. didn't, we didn't. And he'd be like, kill him with kindness. He goes, that one pie, I, I ensured that they're going to come back every week for the rest of the year. Yeah. It What did it cost me? That's a few pennies in the overall scheme of things. So kill him with kindness. And I've, he doesn't even know. 
that I've carried those things with yeah. me just the rest of like I relate those things to so many things I do in personal and business. So yeah. you're you're affecting these kids more than you even know now. Yeah. And again, I know like, you know, John sees it. John sees these guys and they go, oh, remember when you said that thing, coach? Yeah, That's I remember, right. you know, you try. I, it's so hard to see. Like, I, I don't know this part of coaching. I know it as a business person. Like you see somebody leaves, they quit or they leave. Does that. That's a little bit of an ego thing for us. It's like, no, oh, not, man, do you feel bad it, when they it leave? It used to be when I was younger. Yeah. And I was like, man, why they leave? You know, but, yeah. you know, people have all kinds of things going on. They have life, family, you know, work, travel. And, you know, all we can do is just provide the best environment. You know, you got to yeah. walk in each class and you can't keep everybody there. They're going to leave. But you know what? A lot of them do come back. You yeah. know, for whatever struggle it is that made them left leave in the first place, they're going to come back. And when they're ready to train, they're going to call you guys up. The other one that he says is, uh, and, I, and I mess with him on this one. So we're rolling. And if somebody takes a break, he'd be like, come on, guys, it's free. And I go, ah, not really. It's not, we, you know, and I'm there. And he's always like, shut the fuck up. There are only a couple of guys that are older than him in the class that we feel like we have. We could be a smart yeah, ass yeah, to the sure. professor. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, everybody else is super respectful. All right, guys, look, we're going to we're gonna wrap things up with just a, we've got a few more questions. We call it the drill down. Both supposed to be a sound effects guy. It's time for the drill down. There you go. Sound effects, right? So so I'm, I'm going to go through these questions. They, these are just kind of like some of the most uh, common questions that like people submit. So we just like put them at the end of the episode, All right? right? Cool, cool. I know that John's done this uh, with us a few times. So we'll go down the, down the row. And, John, you'll do these. You know, it's been a while since you've done these. So. Okay. Preference, gi or no gi? Ooh, uh, See, caught him looking at himself. No see, see him looking <laughs> I at thought himself. we were starting <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no gi, for sure. No gi, Maurice. Uh, gi. Gay? Gay. Gay. All right. Takedown or pull guard? Oh, takedown. Okay. Now, let's say, okay, so in a fight, takedown. Yeah. In your regular training, when you're training. Oh, takedown. Take down. Oh, is your preference? Oh, for sure. Oh, Maurice? take down. Take oh, down? Yeah. yeah, I like pull guard. Pull guard. I'm pull guard. I'm usually the bigger guy, too, so <laughs> I'm right. like. I feel bad if I land on you and I smash you. you know, I'm like I'm not purposely level. pulling a guy on top of me. If you yeah. <laughs> Music during rolling. Uh, yeah, yeah. It changes it up a bit. I should have started down here. Do you allow music during rolling? Do, yeah, no, we, we do, but these guys screw me up. They know it meant. It's John's class. Let's yeah. put on some disco. And I'm like, <laughs> we're teaching, like, teaching guys how to smash and you hear disco in yeah. the background, you know? So, uh, I love music during rolling. I'll yeah. turn it up a little, pretty loud, actually. Yeah. Preference? What's your music preference? If you had the dial, if you get to tune in, space man, EDM all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Depends on the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it depends on the day. Yeah, what, rock what or hip hop. I like. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you watching tape? Like, do you watch uh, instructionals? Are you watching tape on competitors? Are you somebody that's consuming online at night? Are you like? watching MMA yeah as much as I can and it's these guys that really got me into it because these guys are nerds man yeah. they're, they're always watching oh did you see this fight did you see this local <laughs> like they're watching local fights too which is yeah. crazy you know so it, it it motivated me to get on top of that uh yeah always you watch as a coach you have to watch you, know, yeah. you gotta see what's going on there's so much good content out there and it influenced you a little bit you know and just simple stuff too yeah okay yeah. favorite competitor Ooh, current or, or doesn't matter. And favorite competitor to watch? Uh, and BJJ or MMA? Anderson Silva, always. Yeah. yeah. Max Holloway. Yeah, really? yeah. I love okay. Max Holloway. Yeah. I, I like Gordon Ryan. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I, I, I fought liking Gordon Ryan because of the the trash <laughs> talking, but I mean he's just a freaking technician. Listen, all, all, off he the mat, yeah, off the mat, he's a super nice guy, and you yeah. can see that just like yeah. you were talking about earlier. It's, I mean, he's he just makes. I, 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 
it just makes black belts look like they're, it's like their first day on the mat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right, how we deal with like a white belt and just like smashing this guy. It's crazy. Uh, ultimate goal. Ultimate goal in this world of martial arts for you. Uh, to be able to inspire people to just be better and do better based off of uh, what we do and how we train. Maurice. Uh, inspire people because like I said, I, I'm not like a natural tough guy So I want people to understand that you don't have to be to be good at this stuff Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of times we get to like yeah, I want to be a world champ. I want to be the UFC, you know I want to be so I, I think, still have those yeah, right? I think I mean, those are my goals too for yeah. but I would say like um, Those are just bigger platforms to inspire people. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. yeah, all right Ultimate goal with everything that you're doing. I'm, I'm living it. Yeah, I'm living yeah, ultimate it. goal. That's I mean, awesome. You know, to get Best to teach. answer ever on Best, that. <laughs> no, Best get to teach the kids and influence adults, and plus to have these guys out there fighting. It's like it's everything I wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, yeah. God bless you guys. You guys are, I mean, you guys are definitely inspiring. I love having you on, John. Thank you very you know, much. We've got the one big, we got the one last question. Now, you're not a <laughs> gi guy. Yeah, he trains gi. He just, <laughs> do you, you know, or do you not wash your jujitsu belt? My belt, no, Your belt. never, never Why not? the belt. Uh, from what these guys tell me, it's bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> but Poor, we're gonna have to have a talk about that, Maurice. You watch it? No, you don't watch it. And then I guess no, if it's no, coming from no, the top. Ever since you, we had that discussion last time. Yeah. I watched my belt. I don't do it often because I don't want it to fade. Like you know how they have the ones are super faded. I, I I can understand it at black belt because this is like you're gonna be a black belt for a very long time. This is the longest belt, and maybe you're gonna get a coral and go on right. I can understand that a black belt because it's like I don't like I want the belt that I was promoted in to be my belt for as long as possible. Right. So I get that. But for somebody that's like, okay, you're probably gonna have the belt for a couple of years, right? And then they're gonna get promoted. I'm washing it every single. I went. I've gone back and forth. I just throw that fucker in the in the wash oh, every, 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 my time. Gay. Every, every time. Every time now. Yeah. Is it faded? And, and I like you know I don't want to jinx anything. I'm pretty close to the next. You know, I'm pretty close right. to leveling up. So like I'm not that worried. And I've and I have two. So it's just like I'm not. A, I don't have an attachment to one. Um, I have the one that I got when I was promoted, and then I got one from Flow and Roll. So I think I'm wearing. I think it's the Flow and Roll one that I'm okay, wearing every okay. day. So it's just a, there's no attachment to the to the actual. How, belt. how many stripes are you? Um, but he doesn't really do stripes. Okay. okay. So we did. We had a coach in that did stripes. Okay. So I have three. Technically, oh, I should Listen, have the four. You know, I'm I should have to reach out to you, Professor. I want to be. I want to be there. <laughs> Please when, don't. No, 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 I'm not going to ask him. Hey, listen, man. When is he getting his button now? But I, I want to be there for that one. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Like I probably, if we went by time and the amount of training, I should probably. He just doesn't do the stripes. He's a. Whenever they do the like the, the belt promotion, he's like, I know I'm horrible with the stripes, guys. It's just like he doesn't. He doesn't care about the stripes. It's just about the belt. It's yeah, about yeah. The, mm. the level. So, um, I. I don't know if it'll change when I'm, you know, the washing part. Because, <laughs> again, now there's just a little bit That's more right. of attachment to that belt because it's a, if I don't necessarily like to call it a goal to get to that, but it's definitely a, an achievement. And now this is the but it's, the one it's, that I had my coach like right put on. There. It's yeah. like almost there, you know, your experience and everything. It's it's like, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely at the point, and I've, co I've, I've had conversations with people, I'm like, like they're nervous about the next belt. They're like, "Oh, I don't deserve it," or "I'm not training enough." And I've been like, "Don't worry, you know, it's the beginning of the next journey." Like I've had all the, and now I'm having those feelings. Like mm. I don't, I'll, I'll wait as long as he you know, wants to wait. It was you funny know. you say that. Same thing here. Yeah. So like, I'm four stripes for my brown, but I'm like, I'll stay here for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe here. I've even done like me. You know, I'm like starting to get the com competition itch, yeah. and I was like, "Do I?" I brown is the only belt that I didn't do a competition at. Mm. Um, at least one. So I'm like, 
oh, maybe do I want to do? You know, if it's a boom black belt, that's a different level now. Yeah, maybe it's a big difference. You know, yeah. I could be up at a guy my age, but that's been training or has been a black belt for a decade, right? Yeah. You know, and then you're, it's a, a whole different level, right? Yeah. So anyway. But again, thank you guys for doing this. I appreciate you guys coming on. I hope you had a good time. Thank, thank you very much um, for having us. You guys are us. always welcome. You got something going on? Let me know. Give me a little advance notice. We have you guys come on again. You know, so I uh, definitely like doing this. is my This is my favorite format of the show. Yeah. Is having a bunch of guys come on just bullshit about jujitsu yeah. and, and martial C- arts. Congrats right? on the success of your thank podcast. Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, uh, we're we're not even uh, close to where we're going to be. I think uh, we're going to keep on doing it. You know, it's uh, four and a half years now, man. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Remember us when you get big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same thing. Same, same thing, man. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs, and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. All right, guys, so thank you very much uh, for everybody who's watching and listening. Uh, check us out at Jujitsu Dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. Uh, my personal IG is Uncle Milty BJJ, and uh, you know, I answer both, so reach out to me either way. So thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Peace, love, jiu-jitsu. Much love, guys. guys. Take care, guys.